This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, July 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Governor Tom Wolf announced new statewide mitigation efforts as Pennsylvania reported about 1,000 new coronavirus infections on Wednesday. Wolf says three catalysts have been linked to case increases. Some Pennsylvanians ignoring the mask-wearing requirements and social distancing rules while visiting bars and restaurants, out-of-state travel, and lack of national coordination. Wolf said we're ready we're already at a tipping point where we really have to act. He said we don't want to become Florida, Texas, and Arizona, naming three states where the virus has been surging. Wolf is reinstating restrictions to help combat the surge. Bars and restaurants that allow indoor dining will only be able to seat 25% of their capacity. The previous restriction was set at 50% capacity. Outdoor dining will not be affected. Wolf says alcohol can be served for on-premise consumption when it is in the same transaction as a meal. Cocktails to go and carry-out beverages are still permitted. Is he allowing the six-foot straw rule, or is that going to happen? <laughs> you can stand across yeah, the street. Yeah, six feet away through a long straw. Wolf says telework must be implemented whenever possible and that indoor gatherings will be limited to 25 people and outdoor gatherings remain at a maximum of 250 people. All gyms and fitness facilities, while permitted to continue indoor operations, are directed to prioritize outdoor physical fitness activities. Businesses and individuals in violation of these orders could be subject to fines, business closures, or other applicable enforcement measures. A pediatrician at CHOP says his team is seeing an increase in cases in Philadelphia. Wolf and Pennsylvania Secretary of Health Rachel Levine also added that much of the Commonwealth is seeing an increase. The health department reported 994 new uh, coronavirus cases Wednesday, bringing the statewide total to more than 97,000. The health department reported the results of nearly 29,000 virus tests, the highest one-day total since the beginning of the pandemic. Health officials also reported 26 new deaths. So for the past four months, we've been just given an influx of information on, on how things are transmitted and passed and you know how to protect yourself and all that sort of stuff and i've i've forgotten so much and i don't know what's accurate how uh <laughs> do you know what i mean no one knows what's accurate but real quick it, the surfaces and stuff like that were they saying that the, it's not transmitted as it's, it's, much it's nominal so okay. that there was an actual chart that it, it seems to be being accepted by a lot of people i can send it to you but the surface thing is nominal, so it's more like, like when droplets. Coming, when when they were coming out, droplets. yeah, like when they were coming out saying like you know it lives this amount of time on you know cardboard or this amount of time, like uh-huh. I feel like that was getting like may have been getting a little ridiculous. I but don't I know. mean, you, they're still saying you still have to wipe down surfaces. I mean, if you go to any restaurant, any store, I mean, yeah. okay. changing. I rooms, still do a quick like if, if if I go to like if I go to a store and there's been something that's at the end of a of a of a shelf that I think might have been touched a couple of times. I get it in, I give it a quick wipe. Yeah. yeah but I'm just saying, like anything, like doorknobs. Like, do you know what I mean? Where, where yeah. germs could go. No, no, I lick those. Yeah. yeah. I, o- I open it. doors with my mouth. What are you yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah. Uh, because no. you don't want to touch them. <laughs> I wipe things down. Kathy, I went and got my nails done yesterday. I had wipes with me. I wiped everything. I wiped my own chair down, even though they were um, clean oh, themselves and stuff. But uh, a couple of months ago, when I went food shopping, I brought everything home, left it in the garage, and I... Wipe I everything down individually, and you don't I have, have to do that anymore. I'm not no. doing that anymore. Well, I stopped that anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I, listen, and it's confusing yeah. because you've got everything from it's not real, it's a hoax to 
don't do anything, don't touch anything, don't go anywhere. Uh-huh. Okay, so Somewhere that's why I got... wipe off every other cheese ball. Oh. So I, I can understand <laughs> why it's confusing. Yeah. yeah in and... case there is, and then you get, like, these these little reports where, like, it lives on cardboard for, you know, 2.5 right. hours, like, whatever it is, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm kind of so with much. you, Preston, is that uh, you do as much as you can. Do what you can. And don't drive yourself yeah. crazy. Be, yeah. be yeah. careful. Yeah. Um, and don't drive yourself but, crazy. But the obvious thing is that the, the, the most important is the washing your hands. And not it, if you touch your face, make sure you've just washed your hands or done yeah. hand sanitizer. And, and that the doctors say pretty much the point of access for the virus all the time, ninety nine percent of the time is through the tip of your nose and, on and the inside. That's for protecting yourself, for protecting others. Yeah. The mask is the key yep. as well. So you gotta you, you need to adhere to that. The Philadelphia School District, meanwhile, announced Wednesday that it plans to resume limited in-person instruction in the fall with most students in class just two days per week and then learning remotely the other three days. One person is dead and multiple others are injured after a car stop turned into a police chase and then ended in a crash in Delaware County, according to reports on police radio. It happened just after 1 a.m. at the intersection of McDade Boulevard and Oak Lane in Glen Olden. Rescue crews arrived to the scene to find a crash involving an SUV and another vehicle. First responders said police... Uh, we're following the driver of the Ford SUV from Darby when the SUV collided with another car. There were multiple people in each vehicle, and according to emergency dispatch, multiple people were transported to area hospitals. Officials have not released their conditions. The force of the crash was so great that one of the vehicles was propelled onto a nearby Walgreens property. Mm. Reports are that one person was found dead in the car. Police uh, covered the vehicle, one of the vehicles, with a tarp. Police said the driver of the SUV tried to flee on foot after the crash but was caught and arrested. Multiple agencies uh, remained on the scene for hours. They just reopened that roadway and have cleared everything out. Philadelphia city officials are now leaving the door open to the possibility of allowing fans to attend Eagles games this season. On Tuesday, Mayor Jim Kenney held a news conference announcing a moratorium on large public events through February 2021. Kenney said the order did not apply to stadiums. Still, later in the news conference, other city leaders seemed to close the door on having fans attend in person this upcoming season due to the coronavirus pandemic. On Wednesday, Kenny's office reiterated that the moratorium did not apply to stadiums, but added the current safety measures under the green phase of Philadelphia's reopening plan do not allow for crowds of more than 50 people. And this goes to the point that you were saying, Presser, right? People don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. Well, Because yeah. you're, you're hearing... Uh, uh, well, okay, so yeah. where do we stand? What's the deal? I just said there's more restrictions, and right. now they're saying, but maybe but, you can go to yeah, Eagles so, game. So, yeah, so, you, <laughs> but it's so we don't even know it's, if we want to go either. I mean, I, me, uh, every yeah. season ticket holder that I know has opted out for this season. I have well, never I wanted know, to except go more. <laughs> except for Marissa. You didn't opt out of it? <laughs> she has not opted out yet. I don't know. I, I'm going to be a theorist, and I, I, I think this is so <laughs> that they can finish collecting season ticket holder money. Aha! Uh-huh. Maybe. Just gonna throw okay. it out there. I, 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 I. There's no way we're gonna be in a stadium. We can't do a parade. We can't do festivals. They say they it's a hundred percent safe. They shut down um, <laughs> any bars or uh, breweries or wineries that don't serve food are not allowed to be open now. Like there, th- there's no chance we're gonna be sitting in a stadium. Like, I don't know. There was a NASCAR event. Do you have that coming up in the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <Right up. laughs> Wear right. your mask. Yeah. <laughs> 
So the message is clear. Yeah, so we're clear, right? We're clear on this? Everything is clear. Uh, So they're saying that the measures obviously could change as COVID-19 evolves. The the Eagles and the city of Philadelphia remain in close communication. Both entities are committed to the health and safety of the players, employees, fans, and community. The city and the Eagles have been working together during this time and will continue to do so. The Eagles have been planning for a variety of scenarios in accordance with league protocols as well as local and state guidelines, read a statement from Mayor Kenny's office. Uh, The Eagles have yet to confirm the situation. Other teams have announced that they plan to fill their stadiums to 20% capacity as long as their local state municipalities allow it. In sports this morning. Flyers head head coach Alain Mignot has been named one of the three finalists for the Jack Adams Award, the NHL's version of the Coach of the Year Award. Bruce Cassidy of the Boston Bruins and John uh, Tortella of the Columbus Blue Jackets were also nominated. This is the fifth time that Vigneault's, in Vigneault's career that he has been named a finalist, which is an NHL record. He won the award for the 2007 season when he was with the Vancouver Canucks. Miles Garrett's contract extension with the Cleveland Browns contains $100 million in total guarantees, the most ever paid to a defense player with $50 million guaranteed at signing. The Browns star pass rusher signed the record-setting five-year extension yesterday with the deal worth a total of $125 million. The $25 million average salary is also a record for a defensive player. And up to 30,000 fans were permitted to attend yesterday's NASCAR All-Star Race at Bristol Motor Speedway in Tennessee. According to reports, it appears that at least 20,000 spectators were socially distanced throughout the grandstands. Like, how did they come up with that number? Like, likely making this the largest sporting event in the United States since the winter. The stadium also had uh, held driver introductions for a race for the first time since NASCAR returned from its hiatus on May 17th. Chase Elliott was dominated uh, was dominant throughout the race on his way to his first career all-star victory. He won stages two and three before holding off Kyle Busch in the 15-lap sprint to finish during stage four, and Elliott took home the $1 million prize as a result. And finally, rapper Post Malone has a new face tattoo, receiving the auto of Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes permanently inked on his body after losing a game of beer pong. In a recent interview with GQ magazine, Mahomes said this happened the day of the parade in downtown Kansas City when he and teammate Travis Kelsey went to a Post Malone concert that happened to be going on the same night. The rapper invited the two backstage and challenged them to what started out as a friendly game of beer pong. After Malone lost the friendly bet, Mahomes said, dude, you don't actually have to get a tattoo of our autographs. Malone had a tattoo artist right there in the room with them and went through with his part telling GQ he thinks it's the only tattoo he's ever gotten after losing a bet. Wow. Oh my God. And that's what I have for you this morning. And so that's the story. Post Malone has a tattoo artist with him at all the time all the time and he can just Get one on his face whenever he wants. Well, to. I, I think that's that prudent. Must be it. Yeah. Well, I, how and could it's you not be, small. No. How could you be so dumb to get into a beer pong match with the best quarterback <laughs> in the NFL? <laughs> you figure he's probably got some decent hand-eye coordination and aim, right? Yeah. yeah maybe he. Maybe he intended on losing the whole time just yeah. to just to get this. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, welcome to Thursday. We got the majority of the work week uh, on its way behind us now, and uh, we're going to give away for the uh, Word of the Week prize tomorrow the uh, Pisic Round Barbecue and Fire Pit Kit from Landis Block. So we'll get you closer to that today. Uh, we also have a guest on the show. It's the return 
of Flyers Hockey, NHL. That is correct. They are back at practice. They're going to face off against the Bruins as of now. It's August 2nd for that to take place. And the and, good news, Preston, is they're letting everyone in and they're letting no one in right. to watch the game. So we just want to be clear yeah. so you know. It's awesome. Uh, we're going to have JBR, James Van Riemsdyk, on the show. It's so cool. This morning and just to uh, see where his head is at and... Uh, you know, what What he thinks about uh, the upcoming season or remainder of the season. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we'll talk to him around uh, 9 o'clock. So that is our, our lone guest of the day. So uh, we have some stuff to give away, things to do, some announcements to make. So we'll take a quick break, come back in a second. Uh, stupid Question and Entertainment Report is on the way. So stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Hey, you don't need a getaway to have a great getaway this summer. At Acme, you'll find everything you need to get into vacation mode right at home. Enjoy summer favorites all season long. From their famous USDA Lancaster brand choice beef and tender chicken to the tastiest summer fruits and vegetables. So fresh and delicious, you'll think you're on vacation. No matter what your grocery needs are this summer, Acme has you covered. Acme, your summer food headquarters. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question prize today, yet again, is a $50 Bonefish uh, Grill gift card. And I'm going to continue our theme this week and this question courtesy of Casey. And that is, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? Two one five two six three WMMR call right now. I'm going to go through some birthdays while we are waiting that call from you, and we have some good ones today. Being Thursday, July sixteenth, the beautiful Phoebe Cates turns fifty seven years old, and her and Kevin Klein been married for a long time. A long time. I just yeah. watched. Uh, I told you there's a series of movies, and documentaries about pop culture movies, and they did Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and uh, here's the scene. Here's yeah, the music for this scene. One of the iconic. Scenes in any movie. It's considered one of the greatest topless scenes yeah. of all oh, yeah, time. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, she was just—I mean, the perfect gal at that time. Just Absolutely, just yeah, stunningly beautiful. But once she and Kevin Klein uh, officially became a couple, they decided to go a little more the traditional family route. She backed out of acting. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and he continued on in his career. But uh, yeah, the kids became the focus of uh, of her life, and uh, yeah, so she turns fifty-seven today. This is a photo of her that we're looking at. Okay, she looks, she looks good. She yeah. looks different. Yeah, she's much uh, different. She looks, looks momish. Fi- Fifty-seven. Yeah. Momish, yeah. yeah. So happy birthday, uh, Will Ferrell's birthday is today. Yeah. Will Ferrell is uh, fifty-three years old. Uh, I remember like the first couple of seasons of him on Saturday Night Live. I never. Never would have pegged him to be the superstar that he became. I, I, I all I knew is that he cracked me up a lot, yeah. and it, a lot of it had to do with him yelling. I, yeah. his yelling was very funny. So loud. Yeah, we, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, then it parlayed into things. And and he was at the initial parts of his film career. We talked about this. You'd go to see a movie Will Ferrell's in, and you'd say okay, and then you'd see it again. You go, oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's funny. He's one of those. Right. Gro- grows on you. I loved him when he was on uh, SNL when he used to do the cheerleading bit. Like that was probably one of my all-time favorites. No kidding, the Spartans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the first skit that caught my attention was uh, he, he, they were neighbors on the the decks of the their their <laughs> houses, and they were sort of calling to their kids playing in the background uh, in the backyard. Yeah. And one you know, one of the parents to the left of them were like, oh, "Come on, kids," and he. He was come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he's 53 today. <laughs> uh, singer Ed Kowalczyk, lead singer of the band Live, is uh, 49. He was the eight guy for a while, man. He when was that, the heartthrob. When that band hit, man, they were huge. Gigantic. Yeah, throwing copper. When that came out, it just catapulted them. I was I was familiar with their album before, Mental Jewelry, and I liked a couple of the songs. Yet again, a band that I didn't peg that would take no. off like they would. I'm like, all right, it's cool, it's funky, it's uh it's you know, very alt, uh cool rock, and then, then they, they came out with throwing copper and they had like four huge songs on that album. And he had the look though. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They came to to Ursinus when I was uh, a freshman there. I had no idea who they were at all. It was like really, it was in the first semester of my freshman year. You know, you're like, okay, well, there's this band that's going to be playing at the gym. Let's just go check them out, you know? And <laughs> a PA band, too. Uh, like, you yeah. Think, all right, these are local guys. Yeah, and, and that year, Casey, because, like, 93 to 94, they went from playing Ursinus and the TLA to 94, they were playing the Spectrum. Like, yeah. they, they got so fast, so big, so fast. Is it your, uh, is it Dennis, Kathy, that hates live? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hate, yes, hated them. He despises them, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh despises them. I remember okay. that yes. story, yeah. All right. What Tony Danza is to your dad live is to yes. Ed is uh, 49. It's Corey Feldman's oh! birthday. Corey Feldman is not unlike Ed Kowalczyk. He is 49 today. And a great musician. Uh, what a musician. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Some people are asking because, you know, we had um, Alex Winter on it on Twitter. Why have you guys never tried to get Corey Feldman out? We've had him on. Yeah. We've pissed him off. He's blocked us yeah. because we had the audacity to suggest that perhaps... Acting is better for him. Forget it. Than music. Listen, okay, I I understand tone-deaf people that that think they can sing. Right. That's fine. But after you've tried and tried and tried, especially with the resources that he had, he already had enough, you know, uh, notoriety to to get his foot in the door. Time and time again. It didn't work. Right. You should have known by now. It's not going to work. It's not a big secret, and suddenly the world is going to go, oh, my God. I know. We were wrong. I know. Uh, the, right, the, so the, my favorite performance? Yeah. The Today Show. Right. Yeah. With oh, the Kitty the Kitty song? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, how, how old is he, Press? He is 49. Okay, so has there ever been an artist that really broke in At their 49? late 40s? In their, yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. If it hadn't happened, uh, and, and especially when it's of a pop vein like he was going for, <laughs> if it hasn't happened by the time you're like 25, man, yeah. it ain't gonna you happen. Know, he, he could be likable, though. He was on the Goonies, uh, the the um, yeah. the reunion thing that uh, was just on uh, recently, and he was he was up and for it. If he, if he would just focus that energy on acting. Please. He could possibly still have a career in that vein. So, 49 today. Uh, Today is Stuart Copeland's birthday. Uh, One of my all-time favorite drummers and one of drummers' all-time favorite drummers. Uh, I was showing Casey. uh, There's a... um, uh, there's a website. It's called Drumio, and it's it's fantastic. It's a great repository of amazing drummers, and they they recently had a greatest drummers of all time poll. Yeah, and sure enough, he he came in at number ten. And I mean, that's amongst some of the great jazz drummers yeah. and, and people of all these different genres. So Stewart is held in high regard. He's a drummer's drummer. He's a vigorous drummer too, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. He's very aggressive. And I remember Casey when he finally saw Stewart perform live with this band Oysterhead, which uh, Trey Anastasio is in it, and uh, uh, from uh, Primus. Les, K- uh, Les Claypool, yeah. And Casey came back from the show. He's like, I didn't know he was that good. <laughs> yeah. Well, he kicked the whole concert off, yeah. right? So, like, it's only a trio, but he came up, sat up on, on the riser, sat down at the at the drum kit. I don't even think uh, 
uh, Trey or Les were even out on the stage yet. And then he just started on the drums. And I was like, oh, this dude is yeah. solid. He's the real deal. And he sits up sits up right right like well he, he sits up high and his his drums are flat he was he he had a really unique thing about him from the very beginning uh and some drummers have copied that style now uh, but anyhow he's 68 today mike good morning preston you can kiss my ass that's, that's him thank you good morning Stuart, and happy birthday um <laughs> one of my favorites it's also michael flatley's birthday oh lord of the wow. dance yes the river dance man himself the lord of the dance lord of the river and the dancing with the river is 62 Dude, that like just thundered for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? Every time, every now and then it'll pop back up and they'll go back on tour. Obviously, they haven't since the COVID stuff has been going on. And they'll sell out. And, and it's cool to watch when they're yeah. doing it's it. I mean, it's Irish step dancing. Yeah. yeah. So he's 62 today. Uh, you know what? And then uh, let's see. Also, two more quick birthdays. Daryl Chill Mitchell, the actor. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's in a wheelchair. He had an accident years and years ago. And really? he, uh, yeah, is paralyzed from the waist down. So oh, in cool. Galaxy Quest, he had, uh, you know, he was obviously had his mobility and everything. And I think the accident happened while that show Ed was being. Oh, man. Oh. Might have been. Yeah. So, been. He, was on, he was on that show. All right. I know who that guy is. And he's in a wheelchair. And he shows up in Fear the Walking Dead. And it's not. That's not. No, he's actually in the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, he's on CSI New Orleans, I think. Yeah. But, but yeah. N- NCIS. Uh, NCIS. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. But yeah, he. Um, yeah, it's a car accident. That's wasn't legit. It? Yeah. We had him on years and years ago. Super nice guy. He's 55 today. And the last birthday, uh, professional soccer player Carly Lloyd. Ah. And, uh, Lloyd. Local resident <laughs> Lloyd. Uh, she is uh, celebrating her 38th birthday today. So happy birthday. Lloyd. 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 To you, uh, Carly Lloyd. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question, and it is as follows. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Joey for the answer. Hey, Joey, how you doing? Hey, sorry you guys have to work. No, I, hey, I it's okay. honestly appreciate that. Uh, Joey, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. That's it. <laughs> I don't know, Margo. Yep. Uh, hang on, Joey. We'll get your information, and we're going to set you up with a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Summer's here. Catch the uh, flavors of the season at Bonefish Grill and enjoy Key West ahi tuna topped with roasted shrimp, fresh tomatoes, and avocados finished with a sweet chili mango vinaigrette. Pair it perfectly with the Coral Reef Punch, and you can order delivery via DoorDash or Uber Eats and dine-in. Visit bonefishgrill.com and I don't have a question for tomorrow right. to finish the theme. Do you do? I just wrote one down. I'll, All right. I'll run it by you later. All right. Okay. So I'll take suggestions, okay. by the way, if you want to email me. So, All right. Um, I got some interesting stories today. We're going to start with this one. We mentioned Nick Cannon yesterday. He has now apologized for recent comments that he made on his uh, Cannon's Class podcast that were deemed anti-Semitic. Uh, he tweeted last night, first and foremost, I extend my deepest and most uh, sincere apologies to my Jewish sisters and brothers for the hurtful and divisive words that came out of my mouth during my interview with Richard Griffin. They reinforced the worst stereotypes of a proud and magnificent people who I feel ashamed of the uninformed and naive place that these words came from. The video of this interview has since been removed. Well, that's a 180. He says, I, I apologize for uh, putting them in such a painful position, which was never my intention, but I know this whole situation has hurt many people, and together we'll make light, we'll make it right. So what's, um, what, do we know his status on Mass Singer, Preston? Is yes, it? I have all okay, that coming yeah, yeah. up. He said, I have dedicated my daily efforts to continuing conversations uh, to bring the Jewish community and the African-American communities closer together, embracing our differences and sharing our 
uh, commonalities. Prior to his apology, he had responded to Viacom CBS, who had announced that they had severed ties with him earlier in the week, saying, I created a billion-dollar brand that expanded across a multi-tiered empire that is still Viacom's biggest digital brand, touring business, talent discovery, and inky basin system, and successful restaurant franchise. Based on trust and empty promises, my ownership was swindled away from me. For Viacom to be so deceptive is no surprise. They have been mistreating and robbing our community for years, underpaying talent on their biggest brands like Love and Hip Hop, all of BET programming, and of course, Wild and Out. He continued saying, I demand full ownership of my billion-dollar Wild and Out brand that I created, and they will continue to misuse and destroy without my leadership. I demand that the hate and backdoor bullying cease and while we are at it, now that the truth is out, I demand the apology. I don't know Wild and Out. You guys know what yeah, that he is? He created that show. It's yeah. a show? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, he later said that Viacom CBS decisions were unwise and claimed that he has received death threats. Uh, he added Viacom's goal to keep me from providing for my family and lineage will be foiled. Uh, they can try to kick me while I'm down or force me to kiss the master's feet in public for shame and ridicule. But instead, I stand firm on my square uh, with my fist in the air, repeating my mantra, you can't fire a boss. So This uh, is before he apologized. Okay. <laughs> okay. He didn't so this, is the, this was the... <laughs> and then came the apology after this. Now, okay. meanwhile, Fox has released a statement saying that Nick will keep his job as host of The Masked Singer. All right. Uh, the network released a statement saying, when we were made aware of Nick Cannon's interview with Richard Griffin on YouTube, we immediately began a dialogue with Nick. He is... Clear and remorseful. I'm thrilled to hear this because I don't watch the show and I could care less. <laughs> that his words uh, were wrong and lacked both understanding and context and inadvertently promoted hate. This was important for us to observe. Uh, the statement continued saying Nick has sincerely apologized and quickly taken steps to educate himself and make amends. Yeah, the um, best thing is not about hate. It's about stupidity. On that basis and uh, given a belief that this moment calls for dialogue, we will move <laughs> forward with Nick and help him advance this important conversation broadly. Fox condemns all forms of hate directed toward any community, and we will combat bigotry of any kind. Now so put the goddamn carrot suit on. He stays on as host. All right. All right. Now, on to other things. And the hits, as you said yesterday, Steve, keep on coming. Yeah. In the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard story. We've needed this divorce. Uh, it's very yeah. entertaining to watch. Honestly. Well, I should say not divorce, but this legal wrangling, yeah. this uh, what, entanglement. Uh, so it this this whole thing continued as Depp's former estate manager, Ben King, testified in London's high court. Now, King told the court that he frequently witnessed Heard, quote, goading and attempting to provoke Mr. Depp, who never saw who he never saw be violent or unkind toward Ms. Heard or indeed towards anyone else. He I said, I got your nose. I got your nose. Give me my nose. <laughs> He said, of what I heard of their arguments, they could start from very banal beginnings. On one occasion in London, I recall Ms. Heard complained that Mr. Depp had removed his hand from hers, and she complained along the lines of, maybe you don't love me. The argument then carried on. I could see her being that way. And escalated seriously. The way they argued could make them seem like schoolchildren, he said. One of the most physical fights, Preston, erupted over how bath fitters covers over your old bathtub. Mm. I mean, come on. Well, um, how does... I, I don't yeah, even know. Don't, no, no. Okay. We'll, we'll fight. 
So King said that he saw Ms. Heard as the antagonizer, while Depp, quote, seemed keen to walk out of or away from arguments. He said, I want to make it clear that I did not see any violence at any time. I do not want to accuse Ms. Heard of anything, but this was what I saw of the pattern of their arguments. He also said that Depp left her notes saying, I love you and let's not do this again. What does this mean, I live you? No, I love you. Uh, King also spoke out about a 2015 trip to Australia in which Depp is accused of assaulting Heard and destroying a home in a drink and drug-fueled rage. He denies it and accuses Heard of severing his finger. Of course, we know that with the vodka bottle. She denies it. King said he found, quote, a significant amount of damage at the home and discovered Depp's severed fingertip on the floor. Oh, my God. So there was that much of a finger left. He said that on the... Whose fingertip? On the flight back to L.A., Heard had asked him... My fingers. This is this is Amber asking this guy, Yeah. Have you ever been so angry with someone that you just lost it? He said, now, I replied that that had never happened to me. She seemed incredulous and asked again, You have never been so angry with someone that you just lost it. And again, I answered that I had not, and Ms. Heard did not continue on this topic. Mm. The question seemed alarming to me, given the severity of the damage I had earlier witnessed at the house and the apparent serious injury to Mr. Depp's finger. So all this stuff now, this is all, you know... Again, you're hearing this from... This one side witness, so far. Yes, right. absolutely. But uh, it, it, it does. Lot. It is a lot. And and a lot of it is pointing I've had her. I, had, I, I dated a girl years ago that was that sort of... Would be the, if your hand slipped out of hers for a second. Why? You, Why'd I, you do that? Because you don't love me anymore. Yeah. I, I just don't feel like holding hands anymore. Yeah. Yeah. My hands sweat. They're clammy. <laughs> and you smell like burned rubber. <laughs> <laughs> So listen to this. Here's another interesting story. Now, Heard's former personal assistant also gave evidence remotely saying that the actress stole her own story of being a sexual assault survivor and twisted it into her own story. So Amber took her personal assistant, she's saying, her yes. personal assistant's story of sexual assault and, and pawned it off as her own. No way. There was enough of the original story in her related story. That it sounded like It her sounded own. like, uh, so much so that the assistant said, wait a second. Yeah, I've heard this before. Yeah. This yeah. happened. This is me. me. So Kate James is her name. She said, this, of course, caused me extreme distress and outrage that she would dare to attempt to use the most harrowing experience of my life as her own narrative. She said, I'm here for my own reasons. I am a sexual violence survivor, and that's very, very serious to take the stance if you are not one, and I am one. That's the reason I'm here, because I take offense. So this is her personal assistant. Do we know the story? or No, no. but uh, James said that Heard felt she was, quote, above the law, and claimed that she, quote, did not care about throwing anyone under the bus if it meant saving her own skin. Uh, James also claims that she regularly received drunken messages from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. She said Amber would drink vast quantities of red wine each night. Wow. Now, evidence, there was some evidence against Depp. All right, let's hear it. Because uh, well. you got to be fair. Uh, and this is apparently, let me see, who is this from? It doesn't say. He never say. rewound his video tapes. Oh, you rat. Yeah. He he dubbed uh, Amber effing scum and threatened to, quote, fix her flabby fat ass in a nasty text message oh. to James, <laughs> so this, okay. to, to Kate James. So she cut his finger off. Yeah. And he sent her an angry text. Yeah. Uh, well, he, 
in a nasty text message to James sent two days before they officially split. So, All right. Um, I don't know, man. This is if listen. If this is a jury, to get on a jury, this would be a jury you'd want to be on. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I, d- I demand they'd serve you popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Johnny also called her a 50-cent stripper mm. and a gold digger, too. So yeah. that's the evidence against him? Yeah, that's the, That he yeah. called her names? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So here's the deal. I mean, <laughs> I come on. He if called this me was names. a seesaw, yeah. it would be weighted down on her side. I will say, though... That the poop in the bed really should have been in the final act of this whole thing, right? right. Like somebody we got like, that too early. We got that too early. That yeah. would have been... The, really, that's yes. when you burst into the courtroom. Yes. Right, yeah, the Wait courtroom. a second. <laughs> <laughs> Honor, new evidence has come to you. <laughs> she took a the crap end. in the bed. <laughs> uh, so there will be more. Yeah. There will be more. We'll have it for you. All right, I have some other things to get to. Uh, Chrissy Teigen is concerned about her family's safety. Uh, Internet trolls continue to accuse her of somehow being involved in the Jeffrey Epstein sex scandal. As many will recall, he was convicted of sex trafficking and so on. The connection between Teigen and Epstein began when Teigen's name was listed on being on a flight log for his plane. Tom Hanks has also been linked to the plane. But according to Reuters, there's no truth to the claims. Tegan has never been formally named by authorities as a person with a link. But the conspiracies continue. So people are throwing this out there. Uh, She took to Twitter and said that she had recently deleted over 60,000 tweets because she, quote, cannot effing stand the individuals who are using her tweets as alleged evidence of her connection to Epstein's close associate, uh, Ghislaine uh, Maxwell. And she continued saying, I'm worried for my family. Finding me uh, talking about toddlers and TRs in 2013 and thinking you're some sort of effing operative. Uh, she her, she tweeted early Wednesday, I had to block chain. I blockchained over one million people. One million people today. How and, do you blockchain someone? I don't know. And I am still flooded with sick psychopaths, so please spare me the just ignore them. They're just trolls. I said, anyhow, I'm doing my best to uh, stop entertaining them. Uh, they've definitely been living for this and have zeroed in on only me. Uh, thank you to everyone for helping in uh, helping me in and out of the DMs. People I've never met before have been so, so kind. And a huge thank you to, and then she has a... Um, uh, a username here tag. She said, especially Yashar is the person's name. Spent an entire day helping me nonstop and sends me funny pictures and lets me vent and cry and gives me his therapist. I love you, man. There are some celebrities that uh, turn their social media accounts over to teams and some celebrities decide to do it on their own and she's one that does, has decided to do it on her own. And you know, for the most part, I'm sure that it's been fine. But like you, you run the risk of when you're personally going out and, and putting yourself out there of dealing with... Trolls and idiots, you know, right. and she's she's having to deal with those consequences now. It sucks. So she's, she's eliminated sixty thousand emails. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So I mean, a, a t- t- tweet, tweets, yeah. tweets. Yeah, yeah. You can um, you can time delete. You know, right. so you can say everything before twenty fifteen or whatever. Right. Huh. Uh, this is a uh, a wonderful story. This kid got hurt, but this is such a great story. Uh, a woman named Nikki Walker. She's the aunt of this child that she mentions here. She did what family members do every day. She took to social media to share a touching story about the kids she adores. She wrote of her six-year-old nephew. His name is Bridger. She said, my nephew is a hero who saved his little sister from an attacking dog. He himself took on the attack 
so that the dog wouldn't get his sister. She said, he later said, if someone was going to die, I thought it should be me. Um, so oh his, his face got pretty cut up, and that's where the stitches are. It's uh, mangled, yeah. yeah it's, and uh, But, yeah, he so he interceded. I mean, the, the kid's just amazing. In a follow-up post, Nikki shared that the attack happened on July 9th, writing, after getting bit several times on the face and head, he grabbed his sister's hand and ran with her to keep oh, her safe. Oh, my God. According to the Post, Bridger recently returned home from the hospital. And then she went out on a limb writing, I know it's a long shot, but I'm reaching out to the Avengers <laughs> and other heroes so that they can learn about this latest addition to their ranks. And she tagged several stars, and in return, she got more than she probably bargained for. In fact, we have an audio clip of Chris Evans... Yeah. Right? We do. Do we have it? Yeah, or yeah, no? yeah. I just yeah. was on Stuart Copeland calling you an April. Okay, <laughs> and uh, that that would well, be that inappropriate too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hang on. And the Instagram video is of him dressed as uh, Captain America, not Chris Evans, but this young man Bridger watching the video. All right, here we go. This is uh, this is a message from this Chris, is Chris Evans. Evans. Okay, here we go. Hey, Bridger, Captain America here. How you doing, buddy? Now, I'm sure you've heard a lot of this over the last couple of days, but let me be the next one to tell you. Pal, you're a hero. What you did was so brave, so selfless. Your sister is so lucky to have you as a big brother. I'm going to track down your address, and I'm going to send you an authentic Captain America shield, because, pal, you deserve it. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so cute watching awesome. him. Wow. That is awesome. And what's this other one, Case? I don't know. I, uh, uh, it's, it's him saying because he knows he's, he's got some surgeries ahead, okay. but he's basically encouraging him. Keep being the man you are. We need people like you. Hang in there. I know recovery might be tough, but based on what I've seen, I don't think there's much that can slow you down. Uh-huh. Hi, buddy. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Uh, and Mark Ruffalo wrote to him, and he, he wrote and said, Dear Bridger, I just read about what happened to you, and I want to reach out to you and say this. People who put the well-beings of others in front of themselves are the most heroic and thoughtful people I know. I truly respect and admire your courage and your heart. Real courage isn't dominating people or fighting against people or walking around like a tough guy. Real courage is knowing what is right to do and doing it even when it might end up hurting you somehow. You are more of a man than many, many I have seen or known. With admiration, Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner, Hulk, Professor. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Oh, and he also got a message from Mike the Situation Sorrentino. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 He's a hero in all of us. Leave me alone. He said, you can measure height, but you can't measure hero. So, so uh, the situation was one of the Avengers. He's, yeah, he's a yeah, member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a member of the Avengers. He's on the. He's on yeah, the backup. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. When are they gonna send me out? <laughs> it's it's coming. It's coming, buddy. <laughs> you know those also serve who who wait. And behind the scenes. Right, right. Maybe right. in Wakanda, like when the right, bubble yeah. came down and right. those, those aliens are coming through. <laughs> He's the one that polishes those. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're all scuffed up and we need to see through them. We're going to be in trouble if we can't. See. Come on. Yeah, need yeah. your help, buddy. Really? Yeah. You, you, you're essential. All right. Uh, I, uh, Nick pointed <laughs> this out to me. John Hamm is going to star in a reboot of Fletch. Now, before you groan, okay, um, it's not going to be the original. They're not going to do the original movie all over again. It's a completely different story. They're going to be, I think, more. Um, they're going to hear more to the source material, right? So, that- well, there was another. There was another book that was written. So, um, uh, the forty-nine-year-old actor is attached to produce and feature as the investigative reporter, uh, Fletch. 
And he was portrayed, of course, by Chevy Chase in the 1985 classic movie. The project is being directed by Superbad filmmaker Greg Matola, and the plot is based on the second novel in Gregory McDonald's book series, Confess Fletch. Okay. So it's one of the books. All right. There were supposed to be five or six movies with Chevy Chase, and right. it's pretty interesting to see how and why it fell apart. Which it very well could have, because yeah. he's an investigative reporter. He can take on a yeah. new, you know, tackle a new thing. Oh, sure. Fletch lives kind of sucked, right? It, it, was, okay. it wasn't it, bad. It had moments. I, I got to yeah. go back and watch it, because I don't, re- you know... You know, what, I remember it, much about it. It didn't live up to the first. It had moments, but yeah, it wasn't great. I actually don't even remember the plot of Fletch Lives. I just remember some of the characters, like uh, Harley Davidson. He, he inherited a um, uh, a, plan, a plantation, and it turned out there was some illegal dumping going on there, and and um, yeah, so, okay. Uh, and, but there was a yeah, there there was a whole illegal thing going on, and he uncovered it. So this, this story will see Fletch caught in the middle of multiple murders, one of which pins him as the main suspect. And he seeks to, as he seeks to prove his innocence, Fletch has to find his fiancee's stolen art collection hmm. acquired after her father goes missing and is presumed dead. So that's what the book is about. Uh, so it could be good. And John Hamm can pull off comedy. He can. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see them, uh, you know, try to get a little bit more... Um... Um, the, the, I love the Chevy Chase movies, obviously, and but maybe try a different tone with some comedy and a little bit more of the. They could take a uh, almost like you remember how Forty Eight Hours with Eddie Murphy, yeah, yeah. was had hilarious moments, but, but was a gritty tense, drama, yeah, mm-hmm. a police drama. That would as be well. a perfect tone. So to maybe go they for. could do something yeah. like that. Uh, let's see, got time for one more thing, Steve. I saved this for you and Kathy. Uh, very Cavallari alums, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler, continue to separate their as- assets after announcing their divorce in April, and the pair sold their Tennessee home oh. for $3.7 million. Oh, I love that place. They had listed <laughs> it two years ago for $7.9 million. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was tough getting rid of it. In yeah. fact, they, she had her, um, she had her uh, hairdresser, and uh, the hairdresser's... Uh, I guess husband now living in the um, living in the house trying to sell it, and they just couldn't they couldn't get rid of it. I bring so, these up because I love hearing how much you know about he, it. He knows everything. <laughs> I know everything about it. It just crushed me with, and uh, you know, I mean, I know all the characters, and I just feel I'm left out on an island, and I'm, are, I'm without them. I miss them so terribly, Preston. Are the kids featured on the show? No, no. they get the kids out. Of okay, because I was going to tell you to name those, but there's no yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, she actually doesn't um, put her kids in rarely anything like no posts on social media nothing on the show you don't ever okay. see them on the show yeah they're young they're seven six and four that's camden jackson and sailor by the way and the husband i was mentioning his name is scoot scoot yeah yeah okay <laughs> all right we're ready for clips let's do it uh killer camp is a british competition series where contestants staying in a lakeside lodge must figure out the identity of the killer uh, before it's too late. And in this oh. clip, contestant Holly discusses the cabin they all slept in. We slept all together in that big dorm room. We all had our single beds surrounded by all these taxidermy animals and stuff. So it was really, really creepy. Really got us in the horror mood. I don't I don't want to. I don't think I want to see it. Uh, Killer Camp airs tonight at 8 on the CW. I guess I might watch that. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> looks like um, Camp Crystal Lake Friday yeah, the 13th. Friday the 13th. Yeah. And they're playing off that. That could be kind of fun. All right, next clip. Twelve participants put their physical and miniature golf skills to the test in a series of over-the-top courses in Holy Moly. In this clip, co-host Rob Riggle 
discusses if he would be able to finish the course. Not, not possible. Uh, I could go out on the course and I could get knocked in the water repeatedly. It would actually make for a great comedy reel of me <laughs> wiping out and getting launched. But I, again, I have too much respect for my golden polyester ABC jacket that I would never, never subject that jacket to the torture of being knocked in the water that many times. Uh, Holy moly airs tonight, 8, 8 o'clock. That is on ABC. All right, that's it, gang. Hope you got something out of it. The entertainment report for today. Uh, We have James Van Riemsdyk joining us on the program as Flyers Hockey is getting underway. August 2nd, they're playing the Bruins, so we'll talk to uh, JVR and see where his head is at. Uh, in the meantime, as we take a break, I'd like to give away a case of Sly Fox's uh, Hellas Golden Lager. Uh, caller number 18, we're going to give you a case, 215-263-WMMR. This crowd-pleasing local favorite goes well with just about anything. A refined malt sweetness combined with gentle local hops. Sly Fox Hellas is perfectly balanced and easy drinking. Outdoor dining is now available at all Sly Fox locations. And you can also order your favorite bites and brews for pickup at slyfoxbeer.com. Good luck to you. We'll be right back. With the continuing lack of actual live concerts, we're taking matters into our own hands. MMR rocks. The Who in concert Saturday night at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series, an hour-long concert made up of the best live performances ever captured. We're all jonesing for live music, and this should help. So hit the backyard, get the tailgate started, and crank up MMR every Saturday night this summer at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series. This week, The Who. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. They recently switched uh, the trash day for my trash pickup, and I've been trying to adjust to remember. It was always on um, Sunday, so uh, okay. we would put it out. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, Monday. So we put it out on Sunday night. Trash come on Monday, pretty easy. And I, and I got into that into that habit. Well, they recently switched it to Thursday pickup. Are they picking it up regularly? Yeah, now yeah, they're Thursday? picking it up. Okay. But, but if you know, like uh, this morning, I was, right as I was about to fade off the bed, I'm like, oh, I forgot to take the trash out. Oh, All right, course. Um, and and I was I was already too invested in falling asleep where I'm not going to get up and yeah, go yeah. tell the boys go take out the trash. I'm like, just remember to do it tomorrow morning. Just remember to do it tomorrow morning. And I got up and I went out of the garage and it was already taken out. Oh, look and at I'm that. glad because I probably wouldn't have remembered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I walked out and I saw that it was, I'm like, thank God they took it out because I wouldn't have remembered this morning. We would have been stuck. And when you're a week, I only get one once a week pickup. I get two. I know you do. Yeah. What the so hell's lucky. that about? That is so lucky because if you, if you miss one week. I just get one. Oh. I get two and a recycling day. And thank God, wow. because well, I don't listen. I don't have any cats anymore. But like you know, when you, you threw them out, well, you get one. And how many cats you have? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I bring this up is it has to do with cats Nine. and trash. Yeah. Because Kathy had mentioned something the other day, which was very interesting yeah, about so, somebody you know. Yeah, I was uh, with my cousins uh, when we were off for a couple of days, and they just got three kittens. Well, they got them a few months ago. They're getting a little bit bigger now, but they have three cats. And so we ended up talking about litter boxes, how many litter boxes they have. And I said, you know, who scoops the litter? And she said, you know, my husband does. And he was like, I do it all the time. You know, he's like a clean freak, so he likes the cat's litter box to be clean. And he goes, yeah, he goes, and then I just take it to work and I throw it out. And I was like, you you take all the cat litter to work with you to throw it out? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, 
why? He was like, well, why not? I don't want it to sit in like my hot garage in my trash can and like smell up the garage. He's like, and I'll just have a fester at the office. At the office. So what does he does? He just drop it into like like a waste paper basket in the office. No, the so, dumpster. The dumpster. And so he doesn't take it. I don't think he takes it inside. All right. Um, so hey, I brought you something, Lou. Yeah, so I think that he meant that he uh, dropped it in their, I get whatever their dumpster or whatever is is. But he outside. puts it in his car. But that's what I said, Casey. That's what I said. I go, but you drive to work three cats. Now I know you have nine, so yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, But yeah. You, you, you can get an idea of what this. I have two, and like, there's a lot of scooping that goes along with that. So add another one. I'm like, you sit that in your car on the way in. He's like, yeah, well, then it doesn't have to sit at my house. I just take it to work. But listen, you put it. You put it in the trash can. In the trash can. Trash can's got a lid on it. It should be okay. You're going to be all right. I don't know. I, besides- listen, I will say my garage does, like, when it, when we're getting close to trash day, uh, it is, starts to smell yeah. like that cat litter in it. So, I mean, I understand that a little bit, but it's, it, it is the garage. And well, then I open up the garage door and I air out the garage. Couple of things that, that you do can do to mitigate that. I, I use the arm and hammer, the no smell, which yep, is really good. Too. A and then uh, B, I have a, a separate sort of tub, like a storage tub, that I put the the kitty litter in a separate bag and with and push the the tub top down so that it's sort of airtight. Okay. So do you when you scoop your now litter? I'm doing it twice a day. Yeah, I do for too. Thirteen boxes. Wait, do you when you scoop the litter? Are you putting it? You're putting it in like a trash bag. I put, I put it in a separate kitty litter bag and then I put and then put, put that, that in, in the, a garbage bag right. and then put that in the container. Right. Yeah. So that's what I do too. I'm like just I wondering use... who all takes <laughs> their garbage to, <laughs> to work, work, right? And throws well, it away there. Throw stuff out. I also have another question about is it whether it's illegal to throw your trash away in let. Let's say a business's dumpster yes. or it is. I'm pretty well, sure it is. Okay. It, sa- it says it'll say on dumpsters. You'll see it. You'll yeah. see it outside of businesses. It is intended for the use of that business. Oh, man. I wonder and, if- and when you do it, it is actually a violation of the law. You're stealing a service, basically. When yeah, I was yeah. in New Hampshire a couple of summers ago, I guess maybe this happened enough where the business had had enough. And there was a sign. It was an, There was an F-bomb on it. You know, I will F you up yeah. if I catch you throwing. I, I, I think I did. Yeah, because say that. that's your yeah. business and you go out and you're it's full when yeah. you have your trash to get to throw out. out. Yeah. yeah, It's full of kitty litter. All right. What Also, what about, like, suppose somebody's having work done at their house and they have one of those giant dumpsters out in there and you just have, like, I don't know, something big uh, that you're, you're, you're paying, you've paid you have to, to have that there. Yeah. Right, yes. exactly. You, it, you, right. You're stealing. Now, now they have it there ask. You, you have to you have to pay by size, I think, Casey, and they may be intending on filling on it up. On using it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Why? Have you done that before? Never. I've never yes. ever. But oh I thought, God. no, yeah. but I, yes, no, listen, have. I have, here's the deal. I threw out a couch. I have a, I have a, a old uh, air conditioner that is broken, and it's just sitting in a room in my house, and there is a house that's not that far away. It was getting work done, and I had thought about it. I'm like, ah, I just chuck it in that dumpster. I haven't done it yet. Well, but, can't you? Don't you have like a, a trash day where they pick up big items? I don't know. Like, ask, we do. Go ask. It's, yeah. a, it's a courtesy. Ask before right. you do it. Chances are they'll let you do it. Or yeah, but you, you could just, just put it out of your curb. Yeah, call right. them so, and they might pick it up. There yeah. and they might you know rec- there may be a specific day where they pick yeah. stuff up like that. All right, so Since I you have two days. I know. Well, I know. Well, lucky this is bastard privilege. <laughs> All right, so I had there was a dead raccoon in the back of my yard, and, and I, you were done with it, and I was done with it. I didn't want it anymore. I kids got done playing with it. Called yeah. I called. Well, I didn't want the kids to play with it, so I, I called like animal control or whatever. Yeah, and they basically 
He told me to put it in a bag and throw it in a dumpster. In your neighbor's yard? No, they told me to bring it to a dumpster, and so I did. Like I, I like triple bagged this thing, and I and I drove with it with my hand out the window because I didn't want this dead carcass like in my car at all. Right, yeah. So I drove for like three miles with my hand out the window. I went to a local business and I dumped the raccoon, raccoon, raccoon. <laughs> um, you and I have a dead raccoon in my house. Yeah. Uh, why didn't you just throw it in your own? Uh, because trash can? it wasn't close to trash day, and I didn't uh, want uh, it a festering dead raccoon in you your garbage. Get rid yeah. of it right away. Right. I gotcha. Um, yeah. I mean, technically, you're not supposed to do that. Okay. But I didn't. But, I didn't actually do that. I'm just saying that I did that. No, just it's okay. Listen, okay. I've done that before. I've, okay. I, I t- I've, I've taken stuff and and had it in my car and, and seen a dumpster. I'm like, I I've been wanting to get rid of this, so let me just toss it in here. Right. You're not supposed to do that. You know. I mean, if it, listen again, you, you're not if you're if you're not throwing out like a motorboat or something like that. It, you know, you can do it if it's just a little a little like a, a McDonald's bag or something. Would I, you ever put used kitty litter in your car, Steve? Used kitty litter? Uh, no, no, probably would, not. If it's bagged up, I mean, if I'm just taking it somewhere, yeah. I wouldn't can we throw it in the trunk. It's, it's just not the, doing anything. I just left. Like, it just seems so odd. By the way, he texted me. He said, better the dumpster than my trash can. Yeah. God. All right. I, that's a little weak, but. <laughs> Interesting <you know>. philosophy. <laughs> my uh, my grandfather, uh, this is my mom's dad, was a successful businessman. He was a president in New York Life. He lived a long, successful career. He passed away in 2000. Uh, and he was a member of the Cedarbrook uh, Country Club. So he is a member of the club, but it was too cheap to pay for the trash service. So he had this beat-up pickup truck, and he would load the back of his truck, drive it across the street in Bluebell to the country club, and either burn the trash that he wanted to burn or throw the other stuff in the country club's dumpster. With the rest of your family living such an extravagant lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, digging up trees <laughs> digging in the Digging up trees in the park for Christmas trees. This is but your that's, dad? No, it's my my, uh, my mom's father, my pop-up. Oh, it's and, on the mom's side, On too. the mom's side, yeah. And it just <laughs> was unbelievable. I mean, this guy had a pool. He had this beautiful And home. he's throwing out his garbage at the country club across the street. There was something in his head where, like, he found paying for the, the waste removal to be a waste of money. So he would either burn it. Or, or drive it across the street to the goddamn country club. <laughs> Here's a text that says, My apartment complex backs up to a, a restaurant, and my cheap-ass neighbor throws his trash in the restaurant dumpster oh while the God. rest of us pay for trash pickup. <gasps> cheap-ass. He knows who he is, too. Oh, my God. So he doesn't pay for the trash pickup and just so. tosses that, it in the restaurant? I, honestly, <laughs> that, that I tell you what, having worked for a number of businesses... Where, where, like, a, one of my first jobs was at Dunkin' Donuts. And they had a terrible issue with the people in the neighborhood around that Dunkin' Donuts coming over and using that dumpster as their own personal dumps. And they they wanted to use it. Obviously, they were paying for it. I'm going to go to Kim. Hi, Kim. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Preston. Hey, what's up, Kim? It's your, uh, her Oh! It's oh, our singer, Kim. Yay! Kim Sklar. I feel like when she calls no, in, she no. should... We work with Kim Sklar. Kim oh, I'm sorry. Graf. 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 Yes. Yeah, but sorry. I feel like when you call in, instead of saying it's me, like, you should sing something so we yeah, know. Yeah, so we know. <laughs> oh, my God. 7.30 a.m., I don't know. Yeah. Um, I did want to call in, though, because... Uh, so we live in a South Philly row home and, or we, we did, we're in a twin now. So we've moved on up. So we do a breezeway, but we were in a row home and you know, it's down here. They only pick up the trash once a week and you can't put it in the yard because it'll get wet from the rain and then dragging it through the house is absolutely disgusting. So if we had too much, we would hang it out the window like Casey and drive around the neighborhood looking <laughs> for uh, different dumpsters to throw it in. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, no, it, it becomes problematic. In fact, in the city right now, 
uh, yeah, um, uh, Marissa was just telling us that, that you know there there's the, the the garbage is piling up because the days where they they've adjusted supposedly the pickup days it's, it's a mess not, not happening on those days and it's become this nightmare. Yeah, uh, it's pretty, pretty gross. <laughs> but I would love to see you driving down the road with a bag <laughs> oh hang, holding a bag out the window. Sometimes it would be like dripping liquid. Mm-hmm. And Greg would be like screaming at me because it would be getting all over the car inside the car. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah it, it was a whole thing. I think the notion of porting your stuff into work to throw it out to me is ju- is just that's just uh, that's a bridge too far. You know. Yeah. Kim, are you preggers, by the way? I am. I'm like six months pregnant. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. We're looking at a at a picture of you, and I'm like, you're yeah. skinny as a rail, but you got that baby bump popping out. Oh, yeah. Yep. She's finally popping. Nice. We're excited. Yep. Right. So well, when she comes out, we'll have to get her a Harry Balzac one. Here. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We love you, Kim. Thanks for the call. Thanks, guys. Right. See you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, let me go to Nick. Hi, uh, Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, bud. So, uh, you talk about bringing trash to work. I work in uh, South Jersey, and my boss lives in Delaware, which is like an hour, 45-minute drive from his house to work. Mm-hmm. And down there, you have to pay for your trash removal, like, or you have to go dump it yourself. And he just puts it in the trunk of his car every day and drives it up <laughs> to Jersey and throws it in the dumpster at work. And every time I watch him do it, I just cringe with just- Thinking so about that, he, he's booking along like on, on a day where it's going to be ninety four, ninety five degrees with a with a uh, trunk full of garbage. Even though it's bagged <laughs> up, it's going to stink a little bit, mm-hmm. and, and he sometimes and leak. And probably. leak, yeah, totally. Uh, mm-hmm. Almost every day, it's it's terrible. Oh wow. man, I, I, trash ever, juice. That you ever was... ask? You ever ask him about it? Uh, no, because he's my boss. And I don't wanna, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. Oh Why are you so cheap? Thanks, well, Nick. Well, if you go to the yeah. shore in these uh, in the winter time, you have to take your trash to the dumpster. Yeah. And, and it like it is. It's gross. There's you know it leaks and and you know it can make the car smell. So doing it every every single day, I can't imagine. Casey, you're about to say trash juice. Oh, it grosses me out. It's just it's disgusting. Horrible. We have um, horrible at the school. My wife and I, and and obviously other people, we we plan and do these events like beach uh, bag bingo and trivia night and at the end of the night everybody leaves and we have to clean up it's fresh trash juice and it still right. grosses me I, out i don't know like, what the combination of ingredients is to make that but i worked oh, at mcdonald's God. for four years casey and there were two types of trash juice that were that were just awful the regular dumpster trash juice was really really bad the worst mm-hmm. the grease trash juice, which had to be disposed of differently. There mm. was a different grease container that you had to take out to the back. It was just, it, it was vomit-inducing. <laughs> it, it, when you find out that one of your trash receptacles in your garage is, is leaking or something, oh my God. It, it, it's the worst. And, and, and it's it's so repugnant and filthy. Uh, we had one, though, that, and you had the same situation, Preston, where you, you look at the bottom and you realize that what appears to be sand is actually maggots. Yes. Yeah. Um, usually oh, it happens yeah. like once a year. Yeah, in the summer, yep. probably um, around August. And and sometimes it's if I miss one week of trash takeout, yep. it's almost a guarantee. Oh, the boys are here. The boys are in. <laughs> and, man, they crawl. And, and I don't know how they do it, but they can crawl up out of the trash can. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And end up wriggling around all over the floor of the ba- of the uh, the garage, and it's disgusting. Well, that's the reason why I took dead raccoon to the dumpster because Coon. years before that, I, I tried to save a baby bunny and um, it died. And then I just put it in my trash can. And I mean, within I, 
It, it wasn't even a day. Yeah, it goes up on the uh, the maggots. the the, uh, the mm-hmm. maggot um, yeah, swap the and shop. Yeah, Craigslist. <laughs> because they know. I don't know how uh-huh. they do it. And the, the, the you know the way that they get to it, Preston. The the, the line, the whole thing. It's yeah. that's how nature takes care of that stuff. I'm going to go to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks to you, sir. All right. So you had uh, uh, you had a run in while you were taking some trash out. Yeah, I did. So um, I was home from college one summer, and uh, I was helping my dad with some yard work at his house, and I had a ton of grass clippings and other various things like that. And once a month in his neighborhood, they only take stuff like that. And it just wasn't that week. So I had to take it somewhere else. So I you know, I called my dad up while he was at work, and he told me I could bring it over to his office building and throw it in the dumpster there. He had gotten permission from, our, uh, you know, from the, the building manager that this was okay. You know, so I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to bring it over. I drive it over. I'm throwing the stuff out in the dumpster. And one of the one of the office workers is coming out for the day, like he's done for the day. He, he sees me doing this. He stops his car, pulls out his phone, and starts filming me doing it as if I was doing something, you know, <laughs> not exactly. Uh, <laughs> right, right. And, you know, he has no idea what I'm doing. So I, I stop, and I'm just like, hey, like, can I help you with something? And he's just like. No, like, I'm just getting you on this so I can report you to the police and to my manager. And then he just drove right off. And I was just like, I kind of just shrugged my shoulders and was just like, okay, this is kind of weird. But, uh, but you know, I, I ended up throwing it out. I, I called my dad back right after I did it, told him the story. We both started laughing. And he was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. He was like, don't even worry about it. And, I mean, thankfully for me, nothing happened. Nothing came of it. But, you know, it was just kind of like one of those experiences where I was like, I'm, I, I kind of felt like I was in the twilight zone because I was just like, you know, like I'm, I, I went through all the necessary things. Yeah, but the bit, like, yeah, like yeah. For, for the most part, if had you not have gotten the clearance and did not have the go ahead, the business would be well within their rights to say, hey, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to call the cops on you. You're you're stealing our service. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that guy didn't know that, but, you know, my, my dad's been <laughs> my dad's been working at the office for, you know, 30 plus years. He, he knows the manager. So I, I was just like, yeah, like, I'm not going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sweat about it. Right, right. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was too funny. Gotcha. All right, thanks, man. We appreciate it. I'll go to uh, Vince R. on the line. Hey, Vince, good morning. Hey, you guys got Zook. Oh, oh you got Zook. Right. What's up, dude? Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's close. Spot on. All right. Well, I was, I was walking my dog, taking my trash out, and I used to do this on a regular basis. I just, you know, let the dog lead the way, and sometimes we would go through a there's, a, there's a shopping center nearby, and I'm about to dump my trash into the shopping center dumpster, and a cop pulls up to me and says, you're about to, you're about to commit a crime there. And I looked at him like, really? So it is definitely against the law. And they definitely, you know. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you. So you said you're, you're walking along with your dog. Did, did you, did you had your trash with you when you went walking along with your yeah. dog? All right. Yeah, so, so. Part of my routine. Okay. Now, do you mean, uh, was it dog poop you were cleaning up or? No, it was just my you know, trash from the house. Okay. I, I, I seldom go out for a dog walk yeah. with my trash. I don't like, sling like my trash some, over my some, shoulder. Some bizarre Santa Claus. Uh, Why didn't you just leave it in your own home trash? Uh, the dog leads the way. It, it, we, the dog leads know. the way. You need to understand. <laughs> it's just like Son of Sam. The dog tells me what to do. Let's get the trash! I clean up after the dog. Who's in charge? Me or the dog? <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. I, don't, I, I, I think you're misunderstanding. Are, are you are you walking out with like actual trash from your house, or or is it just the dog poop bag that you're talking about? Yeah, no, I, I live in an apartment. If I'm walking the dog, I say, well, while I'm walking the dog, I'll take out the trash and kill two birds with one stone. Okay. And if a dog goes one way, we use the apartment dump. If the dog walks the other way, then I'm just going through this, you know. Through okay. Okay. Well, so, I, what I would do is I'd take before you do that, I'd walk over to your apartment trash. Yes. Throw it out and then say, now now you may lead the way, dog. Because yes. Because I, I am your owner. I think, Vince, yeah. the dog will be okay with that. See if you can override him. <laughs> That's what right. I do. Thanks, yeah. Vince. I, I, yeah. But so on that notion, Preston, of walking your dog into a little boot bag, mm-hmm. I, if I'm walking along and it's and 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 the dog goes and I I collect it up. Yeah. I feel this is my own thing. If it's we're right up on trash day and there are trash <laughs> cans out there. Uh, I will I will put it down on on someone's trash if it's I- exposed. Right, right. But if the trash has been collected up and the trash containers are empty, yeah, no, you I'll can't. Carry it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because I don't want right? your dog. You agree with me on that? Well, yeah. so yeah, because I get I'm right in the spot where everyone's dog goes to the bathroom. So um, fortunately, the majority of the people uh, pick it up. Sometimes they don't, which right. is really annoying. Oh, that's infuriating. Uh, it, completely infuriating. But um, yeah, most of them pick it up, and and I have seen like a few. Usually, same thing on trash day. I'll see it on the top. I'm like, okay, somebody walked their dog and threw it. That's in there. fine. This will probably really gross you out, Kath. But when I'm walking the dogs and they poop, I'll you know take the bag, pick it up, wad it up, and then I'll stick it in my pocket. No, yeah. no, you so don't. it like squishes. Are you? Sure. The hell is wrong with you? Nothing's. It's the All plastic right. is completely covering. What it, if it? And... What if it gets a little pinhole in it? Well, I'm, I haven't had that happen. Then let me add, let me ask you this, okay. okay, President? Have you done this? <laughs> where you're walking along and the dog goes and you can't find it, oh. uh, and yet I haven't had that happen. You're around and and people are looking at you, and, and you're so you just, just sort of pick up grass because <laughs> yeah. sure. it's like yeah. I can't find it. Yeah, Preston, what are you gonna like? Do? You look away for a second yeah. and the dog's back up. It's like where'd, where'd you, you go, Preston? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this, but uh, when you pick up the poop, do you ever do you squeeze it? No. Okay. Now that I haven't done. No. You, you haven't done that. No. Either? No. I, I, I don't feel want the to. Need to squeeze the poop. Okay. I kind of want to. You ever give yourself a dirty Sanchez? <laughs> the reason. Oh my god. Brody. No, the reason I'll put it in my pocket is just I don't feel like carrying it around for, especially if it's early in the walk, which it usually is. You don't do is. the troll. Trees with it and stuff. Yeah, nunchucks. Hang on, I want to go to some other calls here, and I will go to the other Vince that was online. Hey, Vince, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, am I actually on now? Yes, you are. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Good. So I went to Tennant many, many years ago, William Tennant. Yeah, that's where Matt uh, Copper went. Thought, yeah, I thought this was relevant. Sick. To that. So I, I had a big party. I lived right behind it, and I had a huge party uh, when my parents were out of town. So I took all the beer can bags and threw it in the tenant dumpster. And about 10 days later, I got a summons in the mail for illegal dumping. No kidding. And for a fine of like $500 or something crazy. Whoa. And oh, so my gosh. I, when I, so I fought it. Uh, Judge Kelly, you know, remember that name? Yeah, Judge yeah. So I had to go to court. And the piece of ev- and there was the janitor from Tenant with the uh, piece of envelope <laughs> with and, cat food uh, and, and poop stains poop. on it. Okay, and, sorry about that. Yeah. and so I, I that was the piece of evidence produced. And he, he went through the trash. He climbed into the dumpster, got an envelope with my name on it, and <laughs> went to the police. And I and I actually had to go to court to fight it. 
And uh, luckily, because I was in college at the time, the judge cut me a break, and I only had to pay the fifty dollars court cost. But yeah, that was so. That's Vince, when story. when oh, was, was this? Fun. What year? It was in the late eighties. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, it, it, look, it could be infuriating though, especially like if you do. Like every Thanks, year, Vince. every other year, I get like I had, I had JP Mascaro come by. They 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 dropped off a uh, you know dumpster outside the house. It's great, do the deal. I go out there and there's like there's a like a couple pieces of a broken chair and stuff in the in the thing. I'm like, <laughs> it didn't eat up a lot of space. But like you mother effer, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm paying for this. It's yeah. illegal. It's theft. It's of, illegal. Yeah. It's theft, theft of service. And so and, I try to be respectful of businesses that are doing the same thing. Well, and people can be fined for it. You yeah. Know? And, and so right. there are different um, legalities in, in PA, Philadelphia, and New Jersey. But uh, you can definitely be prosecuted for it. I think it's sometimes when people have something big that they don't know what to do with and and try to get rid of it like this story i'm gonna go to mike hi mike you're on the air good morning hey good morning guys sorry to bother you at work nah you're doing no such thing what's up bud (laughs) so i work at a uh academy making shop and we have a big 30 yard dumpster whatever we put all our waste in this was years ago going out there and found a complete hot tub in our dumpster (laughs) a hot tub That's like a multi-person operation. The audacity yeah, of some well, bastards. Well, we I mean, we have found multiple things. I mean, we found a full bed, complete <laughs> hot tub. Uh, now, we have since put cameras in okay. uh, to keep an eye on the dumpster, which has paid off now twice. Uh, we actually found a whole bunch of bags of trash in there. And, of course, the person that dumped them in there forgot to uh, take the address and name of the business off the paperwork they threw out. So we were able to trace it back and prosecute a little bit. You know, they ended up paying a fine. Yeah. You, you know, no, no, honestly, yeah. it, it is that. Thanks, I think Mike. of the people, though, in the city right now, though, as stuff is starting to pile up, especially in a city situation, as it's stinking in the summer heat and all oh that stuff, God. what's your recourse? You know, Not you much. Have, you have I mean, none. because because you're talking about, you know, there can be like piles that end up, and the and dumpsters are full. And what do you do? Yeah, you just, you just throw more on the pile. I guess there and, was there was a, a famous garbage strike, which was highlighted in the original out of towners in in Manhattan. I remember? I mean, when you Casey, mm. fifteen, sixteen feet high piles of garbage, yeah. so much so that it became. A risk for pedestrians who are walking out from right. piles of garbage and getting hit by cars because people couldn't see them. Do you recall whether or not there was a garbage strike in New York uh, in maybe the late 90s or so? Because I recall being in New York City around that time, and there were yeah, they've mounds had, they've had and mounds and mounds of trash. That was just trash. New York in the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, like the mob got involved in waste removal is because... Nobody wants to do it. Yeah, and these and and if nobody's doing it, people have a real problem with it. And so garbage, they, they, yeah, begets vermin. Yeah, and all, all of that. all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on top of all of it, right now, garbage workers are doing it during a pandemic. You know, yes. so like it, it's it's critical. It's really important. They're essential workers. Yep. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how you doing, bud? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. What's up? So for about two to three years, we just moved into a new house, and uh, I would just pile up all the garbage in the garage. And then, like, maybe once a week, twice a month, I would just go over to the apartment complex that's up the street, and I would just throw it all in the dumpster at, like, 3 in the morning. Dude. (laughs) 3 in the morning. No, no, as Bill Weston would say, no No remorse. remorse? 
What's that? No remorse. I mean, you just, you, yeah. that, that was your out. You just go throw it out there. Did you ever think about, <laughs> you know, the other people paying for it? Did it have any issue for you? That's a big apartment complex. They won't even notice it. And by the way, Kevin, so is it just so you could avoid paying for your trash service? Yeah, trash is expensive. We just bought a house. <laughs> just bought a house, Preston. Money it doesn't grow on trees. Three o'clock in the morning, this dude's dressed in all black. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it his trash. Uh, yeah, man. And why did you quit doing it, Kevin? Well, um, actually, like about last week or two weeks ago, I had some uh, debris from a yard I was doing, some like trash. So I had on my trailer. I go to the apartments. I come around the corner and I see a bunch of uh, strobe lights and cop lights. I'm like, uh oh! So I got out of there. <laughs> there was a big bust, a big bust for the garbage throwing out. Trash wow. bust. <clears throat> what, what's your what's your, in your in your garage, Preston? So I have I have three recycle. Can, you know, bins. canisters, bins yep. mm-hmm. on wheels, and then I have two of the, for the regular garbage. And my line of thinking is, you can't have enough. Yeah, you can't have enough. I right now just have one large regular gar- uh, garbage yeah. uh, a bin and one recycling. I used to have two large regular um, trash bins, but we we switched companies, and I and and we've. Somehow or another, managed to curtail our trash well, output. You have it, it's like pretty big though that trash can, right? Yeah, it's, it's really like big, when yeah. they come by the they have the truck actually pick it up, right? Yes. That, yeah, we don't have that, but we have the. Um, I mean, I have some big mofo bins, and I'd rather have because if you can do that and the lid closes down, yeah, you know what? It's I know this is a. St- I'm trying to think of 16 year old Steve going, man, look at that garbage. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but uh, it's crazy. But right? I am now. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, yo, I bet you no smell gets out of that. And one. now with like single uh, stream recycling, I, I think we have more recycling than we do trash. What is single stream recycling? It just means you know you could throw it all in one bin, like cardboard, right. um, yeah, you know, glass, bullets. plastic, bullets, <laughs> aluminum. We have uh, we have two. Garbage days as well, Casey. But um, one of our garbage days is also the recycling day. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. so there's one day that's just for garbage, and then there's one day for garbage and for recycling. Uh, we got to wrap in a second here, but Mark's been on hold for 20 minutes to tell you something, Casey. Hi, Mark. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up, bud? I was uh, talking about uh, air conditioners. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's illegal to put in the dumpsters because of the Freon. Yes. And uh, tires, too. Dumpster companies do not take them. Okay. What if you gift wrap them? Yeah. Maybe they appreciate that. Put a bow on it. I used to to work in construction. I used to put them in a big contractor bag and hide them in the bottom of the dumpster. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. As far as any um, mechanical equipment, uh, I, you know, I I don't, you've got to drain fluids and things like that. So I try to see if there's a way to, you know, hand it off to a shop or something like that. Like I recently, you know, an old uh, water pressure. Pressure washer. There's a a free on uh, like recycling company. You have to pay like thirty to forty dollars for air conditioner. What you described is what a lot of the contractors tell me they do. They get the big contractor bags and Mm -hmm. they put that they put it in that and they they squirrel it away amongst some other garbage and that's what happens. So though that's illegal, a lot of people do that. There's a lot of things you're technically not supposed to throw in the trash, like batteries and uh, what's with the pizza boxes, aerosol cans. Pizza boxes, you you can't recycle. You can't recycle. Once it has got, grease on it. Because it has yeah. the grease on it. Once yeah. it's been, it's had a pizza in it. They they can't use it. That's that's the. You actually can't throw away old copies of the movie 
grease. There's, wow. a, uh, yeah, yeah. there's okay. a company in, in South Jersey, uh, Pancake and Pierre were talking about this not long ago. They recycle the uh, pizza boxes. Uh, they're huge fans of MMR and the Preston and Steve show, and they use them in farming. So, you like, the, huh. there's some biodegradable on content. On pizza farms. Yeah, uh, not on pizza farms, although that's an <laughs> idea. Cool. Yeah. Let's see where that we can go with that. Because <laughs> I would love to go p- pizza trees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know? yeah. We're going pizza picking. Going pizza picking. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, on, the kids. pepperonis are in season. So, can you, all right, so if pizza boxes have the grease on the bottom, but no grease on the top, can you rip the top off? Could you rip the top off? Because I want to recycle as much as I possibly can. Sometimes grease gets on the top too. I mean, well, no, but if you see that if there's you see no that grease. it's clean, yeah, it's a good question. I'm not really sure. I specifically rinse out the the cat food containers because they say if they're supposedly if there's food on there, it's dirty. They can't. Okay. Claire it. does that. Like, like yeah. all, and, and that's that's been the source of a number of fights where I'm like, it, it's pretty clean, hon. And she's it has it has to be sparkling before uh, it goes into the reception. I rinse out glass jars and stuff like yeah, that before yeah. I throw them away. Yet so. I will openly take a full. Bore dump into yeah. our garbage. No problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyhow, uh, Kathy's friend takes cat litter to work. Yep. That's where we got started here. Is takes the scooped litter and throws it away at work. So apparently, people do some similar things. We're going to take a break, and we're going to go into the world of the bizarre file when we return. Make sure you stay with us because that's coming up next. WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Cancer won't stop and neither will we. Join myself and Team WMMR on Sunday, August 9th for the 48th annual ACS Bikeathon. This year we're going virtual. The pedal power to finish the ride against cancer may look different, but the mission remains the same. Each Team WMMR rider gets a free team t-shirt, registration and complete details at WMMR and check out our custom Team WMMR apparel providers, Volet and Go Cycling. Team WMMR and the ACS Bikeathon, virtually unstoppable. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. All right, let's dive into the stories. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. It's Robin, uh, Robbins Delaware Diamonds. A woman in Japan got more than she bargained for after she visited the doctor. She had an irritated throat. Uh, she was told that there was a, um, a worm living inside her tonsil. What? Mm-hmm. The 25-year-old woman underwent a physical examination at Tokyo's St. Luke's International Hospital after being left with throat pain and irritation five days after eating assorted sashimi. Medics identified a black worm, which was about one and a half inches long and still moving inside the woman's left tonsil. Dear God. And they removed the creature using tweezers. This is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. DNA testing on the worm identified it as a fourth stage larva of a Pseudoterranova azaris. Of see, course. Parasitic roundworm. Uh, the parasite infects the stomach after a host has consumed larvae in raw or undercooked marine fish. There you go. With more than 700 cases reported in Japan, North Pacific countries, South America, and the Netherlands. That's why I cooked the hell out of my sushi. 
Uh, the woman's blood test results were normal, and her symptoms rapidly improved after the worm was removed. <laughs> this is disgusting. Uh, medics and scientists have documented similar infections in patients who consumed seafood dishes. The Maricopa County Sheriff's Office says two brothers have died. This is a horrible story, but mysterious. After a drowning call at Lake Pleasant Sunday night, possibly caused by an electric current in the water. Uh, crews were dispatched to the lake to investigate reports of a drowning. When deputies arrived, they found a total of five patients on scene and one person who was missing in the lake. Fire crews discovered that there was a possible electric current in the water. They had secured the dock before entering the lake. Once the dock was secured, officials began searching for 53-year-old Timothy Miller, who had gone missing after going into the lake. Miller had gotten into the water and began experiencing symptoms from the apparent electrical current. Miller's brother, 50-year-old uh, Michael Miller, jumped in the water along with Timothy's girlfriend to help, but they also experienced the electrical current. Where was the current coming from? Well, I don't know. That's the mysterious part of it. Bystanders were able to help Mike help get Michael and the other person out of the water, but Timothy could not be found. Uh, according to uh, Tanya Gitan, a sister of Timothy's girlfriend, said she was screaming for help and she stuck her toe in the water. Uh, she has burn marks on her feet and legs, and thank God that's it, but she's devastated for losing both of them. Michael was transported. They got him out of the water. They transported him, but he died of his injuries later on. That's effed up. Uh, so it's unclear what caused the, the electrical current. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Johnny Perry has been a jeweler his whole life and learned the business from his dad. He decided to... Wipe the shelves clean at a shop, which is J&M Jewelers. He, he told his wife, hey, listen, we, we can take everything out and retire, or we can bury it across the state of Michigan. So he and his wife, Amy, picked option two, burying a million dollars worth of treasure in dozens of spots from Metro Detroit, north through the Upper Peninsula. Uh, he said, we, were, uh, we went through waterfalls, streams, we kayaked everywhere. He said, as soon as I realized the clues... The race is on. As soon as I release the clues, the race is on. He said. Now he said, diamonds, gold, and rare coins. These are part. This is uh, this is the part of the story um, that goes. No, nah, what, what are they thinking here? He said, I was going nuts at home with nothing to do, pacing back and forth. The pinch of the pandemic was too tough on his business. After 23 years, he is closing with a new way to make money. They are going to sell tickets to each treasure quest. Ticket holders will get a set of clues on a specific date. He said, you follow the riddle, you get a little wit, you get a little adventure in you, and you'll find it quick. I don't expect it to go more than a week. So what are they charging these uh, for these clues? I don't know. This is all... <laughs> it I don't seems know if a little it's weird. Even, I don't even know if it's legal, to be honest. A, I, I hope, yes. I hope they looked into it. Uh, and, and B, Metro Detroit? There's a limited... Well, it's all over the state, all up right. into the Upper Peninsula all as right. well, they said. So there is a limited amount of tickets for each treasure quest. Each prize is worth about $4,000. I uh, said we have a GPS in there so we know if it's been moved. Uh, the first hunt launches August 1st. He said this was is about approximately $4,200 with the price of silver at $20 an ounce. Uh, took about four months to complete, choosing spots special to his life and his new uh, life as a married man. I uh, said a lot of uh, perseverance is what bonded us uh, from selling jewelry to selling adventures. Uh, so it's interesting. 49 bucks for a ticket. Okay. All right. Is that it? I'd be game. Yeah, so I would totally be down. Is with that it. legal? I don't know. 
Because uh, I, I remember a story like here a lottery? locally of a kid, uh, of a couple who bought a home, were trying to sell a home, and they did it via lottery. Yeah. And immediately the state they stepped shut them in down. and said, no, you can't do that. That's 100% But it was illegal. a treasure hunt. They'll find out pretty fast whether yeah, or not yeah. it's legal, you know? Yes. Yeah, it's the selling ticket parts I'm not sure about. Yeah. So uh, we'll see about that. Uh, this Okay. These are executives <laughs> I'm talking about in this next story. The head of the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts sent a mortgage company executive expletive-filled video messages falsely alleging that the man's wife performed sexual acts on United Wholesale Mortgage President and CEO Matt Ishba while in college. So this guy, uh, who is, like I said, the uh, Association of Independent Mortgage Experts CEO, his name is Anthony Casa, had a video that he directed at the Quicken Loans Executive Vice President, a guy named Austin Nimick, and he said in it, Hey, Austin, great to see you're having a great time. Love to meet your wife. It's amazing that's a girl who sucked Ishba's D in college. Way to marry up. My. And then he sent it out to other people as well. So he's he's a a savvy businessman. In response, Teresa Niemick, the the guy's wife, who's, who's he's saying this stuff about, filed a lawsuit against him, alleging that he published and distributed derogatory, misogynistic, and per se defamatory material about her. Uh, the lawsuit notes that uh, Casa's allegations are what did false I do? and untrue as well. <laughs> what? So she said she demanded a retraction from Casa through her attorney, to which Casa allegedly mockingly responded via text to her husband that he would, quote, see him soon, asking his wife, uh, asking how his wife was and multiple emojis representing sexual organs. Oh, my God. What the hell? Uh, you know, and what? He, and so he sent a second video that says, "Classy, my friend. Oh my I'm ready God. to f you up. Guess what? I got one more surprise for you. One big one. It's a really big one, and it's not Bob Walters' D in your mouth. Oh, oh wow! It's me effing you up in the fourth quarter, and I'm coming, mother effer. Oh my God! That so, he was talking about. Uh, so had they been business rivals prior to this? So, uh. Or just just come kind out of the of. blue. So here here you go. So the lawsuit is seeing a full retraction via video to each of the recipients of the earlier videos. Because there were more videos that were shared about this. So Casa published an eight-minute video on Facebook. What would you do during the quarantine? <laughs> Sunday saying he, quote, made a big mistake and an error in judgment. He says he is a passionate person who at times find. Finds myself being too vested in my support of mortgage brokers. Uh, said, he's too passionate. Here's here's his response. He said, Casa said he was responding to a message from the guy, Mr. Yeah. Nemec, that included a picture with his wife as they were celebrating a record month at Quicken, and they, quote, were trying to egg me on. Uh, so he figured well, that the, 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 the good old ribbing. Yeah, he bust some chops by suggesting his wife is a uh, yeah is a tramp is is walking yeah. around sucking everybody's yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and uh, and he and he had video of it which he sent to them and other people so yeah. that one got away from him wow. All right. These are executives. (laughs) Those are executives. Mm -hmm. And that is what I have for you in the Bizarre File. Uh, We're going to have James and Reamsdijk on the program a little less than an hour from now now around 9 o'clock. The uh, Flyers are getting ready to uh, to play hockey, man. The whole NHL thing is is happening. And uh, August 2nd, they play the Bruins. So we'll ask Javier how he's feeling about all that and more. We'll take a break and come back in just a moment. Stay with us. 
Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a new Daily Rush video oh. that's up and running. Yes, and you can check it out at PrestonandSteve.com. The title of it is You Ate Sand. <laughs> um, the description says parents are feeding kids edible sand. Watch it now, PrestonandSteve.com, and it is sponsored by friends at Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. So if you want to peruse the uh, the videos, you can see them there. And uh, check out a bunch of them, if you will, if you've never uh, had a chance to go through there. Um, I know we just got done talking about uh, throwing your personal trash away in other people's trash uh, receptacles uh, or, or workplace, you know, yes. businesses and so on. little unethical. Uh, but to piggyback on that, there was a list that I saw the other day, and we get a gazillion list sent to us, and a lot of them are garbage, but from time to time, you get some good ones. This is from E-Bombs World. Yes. And the title I haven't is, heard that name in a while. Yeah. The title is uh, 15 Unethical Life Hacks That You Would Never Think Of. Unethical. Okay. I like where this is going. All right. These might help you out, it says, of a tight spot, but probably not. We take zero responsibility for the outcome of using any of these unethical life hacks. And I'll start with kind of an easy one here. And it it, uh, has to do with Craigslist. It says, when you're buying something on Craigslist, send a bunch of insultingly low offers from burner emails that you set up (laughs) and then send a, quote, reasonable offer from your real address. They'll usually accept it. Wow. Really? So you you bombard them with ridiculously low bids so that your bid seems like it's, okay, uh, we will go with this. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. I but wonder... the, the work invested in doing a whole bunch of burner email accounts. I, yeah, that's annoying. Well, yeah. how many is uh, is enough? I assume you'd have to do like six or seven, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you're doing this regularly, you might have them already set up and, you know. Just it's roll with it. Just, oh, you diabolical <laughs> prick. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you're trying to sell six or seven, that's a lot. I, yeah. I'd say like three would okay. be good with. All right. All right, so hang on. There's uh, what what uh, emails are there? You have a Hotmail, a Yahoo, a Gmail, AOL, AOL. What else is there? What else? What is free there? You don't have to have different accounts. Google. Have, you could just. Well, I just mean Google. As, yeah, you could just do different different accounts. On you don't have to have different providers. But that would be. I, I think that True. would be more of a pain in the ass than anything. You could just bring up five different windows and go to five different websites rather than having to log. Well, you got each account. You be unethical the way you want to be unethical. Yeah. All right, now this one I like. I think this is quite clever. So if you ever have a flat tire, yeah. take a picture of it with a little bit of your car in there too, okay? And the next time that you want to bail on an event, you save that picture. (laughs) Next time you want to bail on an event or skip out of work, you send the picture to the person that you're bailing on, and you enjoy your free time. Oh, that's great. And then the response comes back, I thought you sold that car. (laughs) Yeah, right? But it's not a bad idea. So the next time you have a flat, before you change it, take a photo of it, save it in your favorites. All right. And then you can use it as an excuse later on. I like that. So just a little bit of the car with the flat tire. Yep. Yep, here's a, I have an This is what I'm dealing with. Photo for you, and that's yeah. enough for it. It's just got the color of your car, <laughs> and you can use that later that's on. That's actually good. It, okay. Really good. 
Here's one. I had to kind of explain this to Casey, but I thought this was one of the more ingenious ones and diabolical as well. Let me suggest before you jump into this, go to the hospital. Yeah. Go to any ICU bed. Take a picture of the person in it. My aunt is sick. Right. Yeah. There yeah. you go. It's, it's, like, it's like the flat tire. Right. That's perfect yeah, 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 like yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what's going on for me. But yeah. this one you have to actually be a criminal for. Uh, like a big time criminal. Yeah. Oh, boy. If you have to bury a body. Oh, God. Yeah. But listen to how ingenious. Uh, if you're in the mob, listen up. <laughs> listen, listen to how ingenious this actually is. So and let's say you're doing it like on your property or something. Right. Dig twice as deep as you need to. And then you you uh, you bury uh, you you bury the body halfway up, I, and wait. then you kill a dog and you bury that and put that on. <laughs> this is awful. Well, Kathy, I mean you've already heard someone. If the authorities I go can't digging, kill a dog. If the authorities go digging, they find the dog and they stop right there. Do they? I don't know, but it's a great idea. <laughs> so here's the deal. It's raw. Listen, I'm do- totally down with killing the humans, but it's wrong to kill dogs. No, I, I, yeah. Actually, though, I wonder, I wonder if someone were conducting an investigation, an investigation, if they would stop and go, oh, well, that's why this, that's what's this going plot on is here. here. Right. I don't know. It's worth a try. Well, if have... you were to bury a body, would you, if you were getting rid of a body, would you bury it horizontally or vertically? And I'm owing to the methodology of... Battleship. It's easier to when you play the game Battleship. The fact that if they were digging down, they might not hit the body. Right. If it was laying, if it was standing up. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, but anyhow, so that's uh, for all you murderers. Wow, man, <laughs> that's that is cold. All right, so here's here's a more practical one. Don't call into work sick. Yeah. Sick. Sick. I can't come to work today because I'm. Thick. Call in saying that you're having, quote, family problems, and that's the end of the discussion right there. Yeah, that's true. They don't ask. Nobody if, if you're sick, that. then, oh, what's wrong? You okay? Yeah. You know, and you and then you have to make up the lie about diarrhea or your throat or Do whatever you, it is. The, to or me, sounding sick. The great deflection is always diarrhea or, or anything, diarrhea or anything that is fecal or vomit related you because, because you, you don't necessarily sound sick. Yeah. yeah. You just have that going on. I think with the family thing, do you then spark gossip at work? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm having a family issue. Yeah, a family issue, I think, is enough. Because it could be... What is it? It could be a death. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that's not going to ha- go... Are you having here. a period? Uh, <laughs> are, are, are you in a loveless marriage? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> are you but pregnant I, out of wedlock? I think that our situation... Um, is different. Like we're so close here. Do you yes. know what I mean? So if you said yeah. having family family issues, there'd be silence on the other end until you told yes. until you said what the family. Are you issue having was. an affair? <laughs> we we dive specifically into yeah. gritty details about our own lives. Yeah, or so there I think would this be... would work if you know in a different situation. If you work for a bigger company, you probably something. have a venereal disease. Correct. <laughs> there would be <laughs> subtext going on. Going, hey dude, what do you think's going on with Kathy? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah is that a sure. Jewish thing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of unethical excuses, do you think, or how often do you think people are using COVID and the pandemic to get out of Occasionally. Because that's low, but I could see people doing it at this point. Yeah. So, when you're working from home, right? how do you call out of work from home? Well, that, that's a, a really good question. People have had to do it, like, yeah. that they, they are not able to get Log as much in. work done. Yeah, 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 or whatever. But, like, but what kids at home this fall, you know, if they're at school, uh, taking school from home this fall, if they're sick... Do they still 
go take to school. Yeah. Yeah. They take a sick day. Yeah. You know, they it's, go to they go to school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're already home sick. I got to go do your homework. I got to yeah. go into school today. I'm feeling sick. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know, but uh, family problems are a good way to do it. Wow. Okay. okay. Interesting. How about this one? Uh, make sure a street hooker is not a cop. Okay. And this is how you do it. By asking, these are, by the way, if you're just tuning in, these are unethical life hacks, okay? Yes. So make sure that a street hooker is not a cop by asking if you can take some nude photos of them because paying for nude photos isn't illegal. Oh, wow. An undercover cop will say no, but a prostitute will probably do it for the cash. But what if they're a more virtuous hooker who's a little shy? Right, yeah. right. You may have to consider that. I don't know if I'm into that. Yeah. So but when it, going to get your street hooker, just yep. keep this in mind. Offer up to pay, you know, 50 bucks for some, some naked pictures. And if they say yes, then they're probably not a police. Watch person. this, Grandma. I learned this from Preston and Steve. Can I take some nude pictures of you? Watch this, Grandma. <laughs> uh, how about this? Um, if you're looking to buy a car. Search the obituaries for phone numbers and call inquiring about a vehicle because most likely they'll be wanting to liquidate assets and we'll give you a great price. So how do you, how do you broach that topic? If I mean, it, it can't. When a fresh funeral announcement has, has come up in the newspaper, you'd have to have some balls on you to call up and say, "Yeah, how long? Yeah, what were they driving? Is long enough? Yeah. Or well, what about their house?" Well, that's yeah. like uh, when Harry met Sally. Like you, right. you, you look at the obituary; they should go buy in the obituaries in the real estate section. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. This is this is great. Yeah, this is excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Next time you're going to the movie theater, spill some of your drink on the seat in front of you, oh, and my it prevents God. anyone from sitting there. Have you said that before? I've said it for years on this very show. I used to do that all the time. Did it you was really? Unethical. Yeah. I felt terrible excellent. about it. I stopped doing it because it was wrong, <laughs> but uh, it used to drive me crazy. So, yes, I'd get a little bit of a Coke and pour it on the, the seat in front of me, and oh it blocked the seat. I felt horrible, <laughs> and I stopped doing it. But at least I didn't bury bodies with a dead dog yeah. on top. <laughs> at least you didn't do that. And now you really don't even have to worry about it. Now the, these uh, theaters are so, like, retrofitted the with these giant seats. And they're and, better. And yes. they're, like, um, they're I blame staggered. the theaters. Yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. take responsibility. I blame the theater. Even, uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about, like, the height of someone in front of you anymore. But if you just don't want someone in front of you. Yeah. Preston, it was the RKO Twin in Comac, Long Island. And they, they had, there was no grade to the seat. Right. It was almost like everything was flat, yeah. and it was the worst theater in the world. But yet they would get the best movies. Yeah, and so I was like, "You got it." So that's where I did my coke pouring. I admit it. When I went and saw uh, Rambo: Last Blood, right there, it was assigned seats, you know. And I am very, very picky about. I like to actually sit on the aisle. That's where I like to sit. Me too. Okay, I do too. I Is ordered you my your seat. legs out a little bit. Yes, yeah, yeah. me too. My knees. Uh, my knees give me trouble. Yeah, right. I, I got to touch in the room again. <laughs> also, if I on the off chance that I actually have to use the bathroom, I don't want to be walking in front of people. Okay. Dude, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I got a spastic colon. <laughs> Guy was sitting in my seat. I, well, you know, you have assigned seats. Dude was sitting in my seat, uh-huh. and I didn't feel like fighting the fight. Because the theater was, and that was the part that pissed me off the most. The theater was almost empty, and the dude sat in my seat. Oh, sure. I would have said something. Maybe, yeah. he, was, maybe he just made a mistake. I just no, I just went. Dude to a looks different... like a lady. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, here's a text that came in about family problems. Using that as an yeah. excuse. Yeah. Uh, this says, "Funny enough, I'm an HR manager, and one of my employees called out with that excuse this very morning." Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Quite common. 
I guess. Poor person does ha- probably have family yeah. issues. Yeah. yeah, they just buried a body in the background. They were looking for a dead dog. <laughs> I told you guys this before, but a friend of mine, um, she used, uh, her grandfather died as an excuse to get, uh, it, it was a, she actually flew to uh, China and hated every second of it. She was there for like 24 hours and was like, I got to get out of here and go home. And she said, my grandfather died. They flew her all the way home. Like years later, when her grandfather died and the obituary was posted, her boss said, didn't your grandfather die when you were in China? Oh, the she other was here one. for work she and they flew her. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the other one. The other one. <laughs> the other grandfather. No, she said she... <laughs> we each get two. She fessed up and told them. And how did they react to uh, that? She, I mean, she's, I think she still works for them, so I, I guess it was fine, but yeah. I have diarrhea. I think because it was also because <laughs> it, was, home now. it was so extreme. Like, yeah. she was in... China and yeah. I was like I, I wow Kathy that's a ballsy I have to fly back to, to home I uh-huh. have diarrhea after being there for like it took her 24 hours to get there she was there for 24 no. hours and then left wow you must wow. you must have where was she how how could it be that she horrible was, you wouldn't even give it a second day she was nervous to go like she didn't yeah. want to go anyway and uh yeah she just <laughs> ended wow. up having to come home here's a text that says Preston this is not a life hack list it's the Delco resident handbook. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a Casey's second. Wait a second. <laughs> That's not funny. Because <laughs> it's accurate. All right, here's a good one. Now, this is the balls to do this. If you have lots of noisy children playing on your street, these are unethical life hacks, mind you. You probably shouldn't do it, but you can do it. <laughs> Put up posters around your neighborhood warning parents that there's a known predator living in your <laughs> oh area. <my> God, that's <laughs> the parents will lock their children inside and you can enjoy some peace and quiet. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> terrible. No. I mean, that's, it well, would work. Well, out, now listen, we have For a, a pandemic to take care of that right now. So, But, but yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Poli- that We got uh, more kids running around my neighborhood than ever before. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's go next to this one. It says, in a major city where daily parking costs are super high, and we would know what that's all about. Oh, yeah. Find an auto shop with an inexpensive tire rotation <laughs> offer. Take up said <laughs> offer, but say you have some errands to run, and you can come back and pick it up later that day. All right, how much does the tire rotation cost these uh, days? It, uh, it shouldn't cost. It's, I mean, they're they're fairly cheap. I'm not sure. And to and park, to park, you can easily dump thirty bucks. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Now at Meineke, you can receive thirty percent off oil change packages, <laughs> and that comes with a free tire rotation. How uh, much? So get an oil change. Get to so get, get an, an oil, oil change, change at your locally owned and operated Meineke, and a free tire rotation uh-huh. with that. But I don't know how much tire rotation just in general would cost you. Um, Just right. get a new transmission every time you want to park. What else we have here? Some These are unethical life hacks. Uh, this one says, buy a baby on board sign <laughs> regardless of your parenthood status for your car. Um, and if you happen to be in a nasty crash, paramedics and firemen will save you first. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, uh, over to this car. Uh, let's see. How about... We're looking for the baby. How about this one? Buy an item and electronics store. Open it. Return said item. Check back in a day and see if it's on the open box table and buy it again this time for 30% off. Oh, my God. Mm, pretty brilliant. Yeah. That's, so, a, that's, that's a lot of work, that's though, on that. Now, a lot of places, though, will, will charge a re- So you have to say it's... What's, so, what's so the you, seller? Uh, you return it, and then you, you come back, like, the next day to see if they've put it out in on a... Uh, How many places charge restocking fees now? 
I don't not know. many. Uh, not, not many. I, a I lot recall. Of, if, if you have like big items and okay. if, if you get them shipped sometimes, right. you okay. have to pay restocking fees. You guys ever buy like, floor models on stuff? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I used to do it all the time. Yeah. My first big screen, I mean, at that time it was 32 inches, Preston. Uh, uh, it was a 32 yeah, inch Toshiba. <laughs> but it was, uh, it had, it just, it was a floor model that had a nick in the, uh, uh, on the outside of it. It was just a scratch. Yeah. It was running perfectly fine. And I got it for like half price. My first CD player. Um, the, uh, the remote was missing. I didn't need the remote. It was, no. it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my Weber grill at home is a floor model. I bought it at a hardware store okay. and it was at you a know. hardware store. Well, the other part, and, and I don't know normally, like if you have to put grills together or not. Um, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, and it's yeah. a pain in the ass. Yeah. Or it so can be a pain in the it ass. It was already put together. Yeah. Uh, let's I do it all the time. See. So I guess from time to time, and I've never seen this before, there's, um, like a fake bill, like a fake dollar bill, $20 bill, $10 bill, whatever right. it may be. Uh, and I, I, there's a picture of it. Half of it looks like currency. The other half says, don't be fooled. There is something you can have more valuable than money. And it's a, it's, oh, you know, God, like a, like, it's, like, it's religious. Yeah, Stephen yeah, yeah, Singer yeah. used to do stuff like that. Well, not the religious part, but he had like fake, they were like hundreds, weren't they? I don't remember, but I don't doubt it. Yeah. This one isn't really much of a life hack. It says, next time, time someone gives you or you find one of those fake dollar bills with a Bible verse on it, put it in the collection plate at church. That's, that's, that's really, a scuzzy. I wouldn't really <laughs> yeah, call yeah. that a hack. I'm um, just being a dick. How about this one? Try to tell a few lies, but do it really poorly. Confess to being a terrible liar. Do this periodically <laughs> for things that don't matter, and then actual lies will go undetected later. On. Oh my god, that's pretty good. That is a uh, an unethical life hack. Right, I, so I, you're doing a lot of legwork yeah. to cover your lying ass. Yeah, uh, I want to go back to the uh, fake dollar thing. I think that is so people see you putting money into the collection bin, oh. and you know, so the people around you think don't that you're judge actually, you poorly. Yes, yeah. I don't know. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. From a uh, a texter wrote in. Um, hold a barf bag to your face to keep someone from sitting in the middle seat on a Southwest uh, yeah, Airlines yeah, yeah, yeah. flight. <laughs> because you, you, you get to choose your, oh, your, choose your seats. seats. Yeah, that's that not a bad idea. Yeah, now, just right hold now, the bag and have it <laughs> have it ready to at go. The ready. That's a good idea. That's pretty good. I now, might actually do. Are, that. What's the deal with the, with center seats now? Um, it depends are, on the airline. Okay, uh, so don't break ask that barf bag. Don't ask Pierre that question. By the way, just just don't. <laughs> just don't. Trust me on that one. Okay. Here's another, uh, this is a good one. You can use this anytime. Uh, when receiving a call from someone that you don't want to talk to, but must talk to, tell them at the very beginning of the call uh, that your phone is about to die. Oh, I love it. And then you just hang up whenever you want to. Oh, you guys, I, I do You've been this, doing that? I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Just, I don't even say in the beginning that my phone is going to die. Some, just the other day, I hope she's not listening, just the <laughs> other day, um, I, it she was just talking and talking yeah. and talking, and I felt it was like not a good. There was no good way to insert and say, "Hey, listen, I'm at the gas station. I need to pump gas really right. quick. Uh, I'll call you back." So instead, I just hung up. I pumped the gas. I got in the car. Obviously, I had a miss two missed calls and a text message. What happened? And I then I called it. her back, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, I don't know what happened." <laughs> yeah, okay, I saw. I lost you. My friend do this to his friend one time, and I thought it was so funny. So I tried it with my buddy Jeff. And you start this salacious story, and then you just hang up in the middle of it, you know? So, so you're, so with Jeff, I was like, oh, dude. So I was at the store today, and this chick, she was wearing this skirt. It was so short, click. <laughs> and you just left it at that, and then he called back, right? And he's, and I'm like, oh, well, where, where did I lose you? He goes, oh, 
uh, she was wearing a short skirt. Oh, so then she bends, click, and then he called back like four times. He just, it was so funny. You're just I, doing that to entertain yourself. Yes, yeah. yeah, it was for me and for me only, but you guys can use that on your own. It's hilarious. Who had initiated the call? Uh, I the, the first time? Yeah. Probably me. Okay. Because if, if I lose a call and the other person initiated it, I assume that it is their responsibility to return the call to As me. do I. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't he have kept calling me back That's because great, I, I know him and he's a horn dog. And he, he wanted yeah. to hear the story. <laughs> if, I would not call back. I, even, even, just be, yeah. The person who initiates the call, if the call breaks off, they have to call you back. Yeah. He wasn't the guy with the rubber sheath story you told me the other day. No. Okay. No, it's a different guy. <laughs> Dating a new girl it's came so- over and brought rubber sheets and said, you're going to need these. Oh, my God. Because of Massive her. squirter? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Wait, well, the I just girl wanted- brought the sheets? Yeah. Yeah. Said, you're going to need these. That's the story that you remember on the air the other day, and I we, I was about to crack the mic, and I come on out of the, the song, and I go, Casey, wow. don't ever say something to that like that to me right before I turn the microphone on. That was on. it? Imagine that, that was what he was telling me. You travel that way, but you, it's good to know. It's good to, yes. you know, you come prepared. It's you don't go camping without a shovel. That's hilarious. Good for him. All right. I know the- somebody who has to get those sheets, too. Really? Yeah. R- rubber sheets? Yeah. They, it's it's like a sex mat. Wow. <laughs> you? Okay. I know. Why? Yeah. Why? It's just that Why we- would your mom share something? <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> Not Listen, cool, we bring up dude. her dad all the time. Yeah. It's fair game. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it, yeah. She has to buy a sex mat. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Some of those videos might be real. You wear a lobster bib at uh, the restaurants, right? I mean, Here you go. A... Here's oh. a product. Soaker sheet waterproof throw sex pet piddle pad. Wow. It's, <laughs> it's from Liquid Nymph. That's the, uh, is that the name of the site? Liquid Nymph. Uh, lightweight, travel friendly, absorbent pad for oils, sweat, squirts. <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't know what Amrita what? is, and yeah, I'm not going to say that. It says the last right word. there, Jerry Romano says, I <laughs> love dude, this pad. Dude, my mom is going to kill you. I would never do that to you, Kathy. <laughs> you did it to me the other week. Yeah, but you did it to my wife first. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally revenge. <laughs> wow. Uh, Amrita is a type of yoga, so that one's okay. That's right, clean. Right. I was <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a type of yoga where you pee on someone. <laughs> yeah, right? Soaker sheet, waterproof, throw sex, pet piddle pad. Pet piddle pad. Lightweight, travel friendly, absorbent pad for oil, sweat, squirt, Armita, and then this other thing that I know Bill doesn't like us to say on the air. Mm-hmm. Can't say that. This could be Can't another. Say it. This could be another conversation, but the reason is because there was a procedure done. So she wasn't always like that. It just happens now. Okay, so after some procedures, you can become you can become a little more moist, a little more moist. Yeah, like way moist, super soaker. Like you need to buy a sex mat. Wow, (laughs) but for 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 many that that is. well, okay. Yeah. Well, was the procedure done specifically yep. for that? Yep. Um, as, not uh, not to make her do that, but, uh, but for more sensitivity. I need oh. you to open the valve a little more. I, I wasn't no, sure because there was a... Um... I spoke to an OBGYN who had said they had a procedure, and he jokingly called it... He said we put the juice back in the burger. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, that they can... There is a procedure to do that. Yep. Mm. Wow. But okay. she she doesn't like it. She hates it. Like she And it um. supposedly wears off after a while, so she is like... Desperately waiting for this to wear. Off. How long ago did she get this done? Um, I'm I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. Well, okay. Right now on sale, the Jerry Romano pillow pad. <laughs> Stop. 
My mom has her own sex pack. There's one last uh, unethical life hack on All this right. list. These have been good so far. Bombs world. And this says, apparently, say you've never orgasmed from oral to make your partner try harder. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever employed that? Uh, or say you don't like it? Well, you've never been with me. I want to say that I've actually used that before, yes. Way oh, it's, back it's, in the it's day. It's not my thing. It doesn't do it for me. Oh, oh really? <laughs> Let me bring my brother in here. <laughs> Ed, do it to him. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> These are interesting. Uh, some of them are actually pretty good ideas if you uh, if you don't mind being unethical. They're, they're, they're sort of uh, like they're mental um, shell games, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that whole Lipping thing test. sexually is, is you know, uh, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You can use that yep. to affect. All right. Just thought that'd be worth sharing, friends. All right. We need to take a break. Um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to come back and we're going to talk to JVR. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about hockey. Uh, so make sure that you stay with us. We'll see what's going on with him. And also, uh, wonder there's something else I want to remind you of. Hang on. Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold yeah. It. Uh, the Duncan, uh, the Preston Steve Cooling Caravan. This is uh, so cool. Yeah, we're going to head out once again and do this, and we're going to, you know, follow safety guidelines, obviously, with our friends from, from Duncan. What's that? It's a week from today. Is it? All right. So the Duncan Community Cruiser is currently on the road. We want to send it to your outdoor work site. And if you're interested, go to WMMR.com. And click on contest, and you'll see the President's Steve Cooling Caravan. It's a week from today, and the deadline is this coming Tuesday at 11 a.m. So make sure that you uh, get and enter for that. We'll be back in just a moment. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Rock, 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 MMR rock shop. Get your MMR gear at the online store. Rock, rock, MMR rock shop. And a whole lot more. Rock, rock, and more rock shop. Hoodies and hats for dudes and chicks. Mugs and masks that make great gifts. Rock, 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 and more rock shop. Get your hands on some awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop. Rock, rock, and more rock shop. Get shopping at WMMR.com now. Rock, rock, and rock shop. All the merch that rocks. So, our next guest we've known for years and years and years. Uh, and you know me, I'm a little out of touch with stuff <laughs> all the time. Um, and, of course, I know him as his nickname, JBR. Yeah. His, um, but does he also go by Reamer? I think maybe some of the players will call him that. Like uh, Marissa you know, wrote Reamer on the screen. Jonesy and Reamer and yeah. Hartsey and whatnot. Okay. Because I just see Reamer and I'm yeah. like, I, well, I know. It's I, easier JVR to say Reamer work. when you're on the ice than it is to yell out JVR. JVR! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. There's general, like, uh... You pigeon? (laughs) (laughs) Generally, I think it's frowned upon. Like, you know, those nicknames are are meant for, like, players and people within the organization, organization only. Oh, shut up. No, I know know what you mean. Yeah, you you haven't earned the right to call me this because you're not in my group. Well, look, it's his his, um, social media handle. Oh, so. Okay, well, J.V. Reamer, 21, yeah. Right. yeah. All, right. All right. Fair enough. All right. Just wanted to settle that debate or get that clear. Or Are start we clear? Yeah. All right. Crystal. Crystal. Go Flyers! 
Hockey is starting up. We got preseason, well, sort of preseason ish uh, game. Pre- I guess I guess you'd call it an exhibition game. Yeah, uh, coming up on the twenty eighth, but then they get started on August second. Please welcome the Reamer, yeah. James Van Reem is done. Yeah. The show. Hey, man. Hey, I appreciate the uh, the breakdown of uh, my two different nicknames. That was pretty in depth. I don't know if that's been done before. So is there cool. is is there any protocol to this? Is it can only certain people call you Reamer and others JVR? No, I think the Reamer one that started my freshman year uh, in high school. I, I remember uh, the goalie on our team, Ryan DeCooster. I think like most people looked at my last name and they're like. This isn't going to work. I'm not saying that. <laughs> right. J- James, I went, was up then. Yeah. I went to a game uh, when you were playing. I went to a Flyers a Maple Leafs game when you were playing for the Leafs, and it ended up that I was sitting next to some of your family members because you grew up in New Jersey, of course. And I think it was your, either your niece or your cousin. She was rooting for you, and she was calling you Jimmy. So do your family members refer to you as Jimmy? <laughs> That's a whole other uh, <laughs> But uh, no, uh, my dad was a, then, and then that's uh, his sister, um, and their family started just because they thought it was funny. They started calling me Jimmy, but when I was younger, (laughs) I didn't like being called Jimmy. So, like the soccer coach, I was like maybe six or seven years old. I'd be out there, and he started calling me Jimmy, trying to pull me off the field, and I just wouldn't listen. I just keep running up and down the field (laughs) playing until he called you James. (laughs) So, so so, sometimes exactly. So my dad still calls me Jimmy to this day. what kind of uh, give me a hard time, and then my uh, my my aunt and uh, their side of the family there just uh, I think they jumped on that too, so they find that pretty funny. Yeah, if if they if they know you hate it, they're gonna throw it at you probably. Now, did, yeah. has has Jim ever been a name for you? Jim, the, uh, the only person who calls me Jim is Chris Pronger. Really? <laughs> this, this, exactly. we're, we're really breaking this down here. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's well, I've always wondered how like how like Williams end up as Bill and J- James ends up as Jim and all that. But anyway, but but what was what was Pronger's uh, <laughs> philosophy behind why Jim? You know, he never really told me. I just know that he would just call me. Even now, when he texts me, like he'll start a text with, "Hey, hey Jim." Like just, uh, like, okay. I, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, that's what he's that is... calling me. And, uh, <laughs> I always call him just yeah, like. I don't, we kind of do it as a little bit of a joke, I think, just to be a little more formal as far as like yeah. always addressing each other by like. Uh, like first name, so like yeah. when I'll text him now, I'll be like, "Hey, Chris, what's going on?" Like, <laughs> just uh, yeah. Like, so, okay. so, so let yeah. me ask you: Do you have like one of those FBI profiler diagrams on your wall with all the <laughs> strings going to the yeah. different names that you're called? You what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you did yeah. you did you expect to talk to us uh, about hockey today by any chance? Or? <laughs> Whatever, whatever you guys got in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, had, we had to get to the bottom of this. It well, there's, too there's, complex. There's a few things besides, obviously, the you know getting into how the season's going to play and everything. But I think the last time we saw you, uh, you and your wife were expecting you have a baby now. Uh, how old? She is going to be 11 weeks old on uh, on Saturday. So uh, so yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite a whirlwind. Uh, it's been been awesome just to just to see like kind of how much uh she grows and gets different and does new things and makes new sounds every day and stuff like that uh, obviously now I just relying a lot of the facetime and getting some videos and pictures um and stuff like that but uh but no it's definitely uh been unbelievable it's been well this awesome. it, it it kind of must be special to have this time given it, it you know 
the season would have been underway, and uh, and you guys have this this opportunity to to or you do have this opportunity to bond when you wouldn't have and work on our nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, that's uh, that's uh, again. That was one of the uh, kind of silver linings of all of it because she was born uh, May second, so that would probably would have been right in the time of the playoffs and yeah. how much I would have been able to be around and stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, so I, yeah, I got a few months of basically, again, I would, uh, I'd go through my routine of training or whatever for, and, uh, doing, doing what I needed to do. And then the rest of the day I was there on, on call and on duty, uh, hmm. uh, just, just hanging out with the baby and just kind of just watching her sleep and, uh, yeah. and everything like that. So, uh, so no, that, yeah, that was, uh, that was unbelievable. That was great. And, uh, I'll uh, definitely definitely miss them while I'm uh, gone, but uh, obviously there's a there's a big uh, goal uh, for our team here that we're trying to chase down, and um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, hey, hopefully we get to share that with them just, at some point too. Just continuing on on having a new child, and you'd mentioned you know watching her sleep and stuff like that. And for those who haven't had children yet, and I'm curious since you're a new father. And and I've listen. I have three kids. Casey's got three kids. Most of us have kids on the show here. And Steve has pretend children. Yes, I do. <laughs> Many of them, and they're a joy. But there's a bizarre thing that they don't tell you about parenthood. I think anyway. And, and I've I've had it concur with other friends of mine who, when you go in at night and you see them, you're going to walk in and see them. And, and this is a terrible thing to think of. But when you when you go in and look in the crib, you're like, please be breathing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, things like that you yeah. never consider that that they were mm-hmm. like, oh god, just don't let my worst fear come yeah. true here. You know? Yeah, you know what? It's like sleep well, but don't sleep too well because I want to still be able to <laughs> yeah. hear you making some noises or moving. Yeah. Around. Please don't be a Rangers fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sort of bringing this back full circle, that uh, you know, lo and behold, on May second, you have a, a, now a new nickname, and you're going to be called Dad and Daddy and all that. So yeah. that's just a new one. No, for sure, for sure. Again, it's uh, it's one of those things too. I think uh, everyone kind of mentions their experience with becoming a, a dad or a parent for the first time, and uh, it's just something that's just so hard to put into words. And just going through it, I think, uh, was such an unbelievable experience. And I'm uh, pretty obsessed, uh, obsessed with my daughter, and uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely miss them. So uh, that's great. That's great. All right. Well, listen. And speaking of, you know, this this bizarre. Inconvenience it is, uh, COVID nineteen and the way everything has been put on hold. Yet another kind of positive uh, in your column would be the fact that you had a hand injury. Um, when when was that? That was in was that in April? That was uh, so no, that was right. Um, it was like I think like maybe three games before we uh, the the season got put on pause okay, so against was- Washington. So yeah, I broke my finger there and. Um, yeah, finally, it's uh, well. Obviously, got tons of tons of extra time to to heal and be ready to roll. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I was able to really take my time with that and make sure it feels really good. And uh, yeah, no no uh, no issues and feel pretty much back to normal. So okay. uh, you're gonna, yeah, that, yeah. that extra time was good for me. You're going to find a lot of that with uh, you know hockey and, and basketball getting back to basically playoffs. And 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 Ben Simmons, for instance, he was. Uh, he was laid up with a back injury, and um, the the pandemic and uh, all that has sort of uh, given him time to heal as well. So this is kind of neat. Uh, um, JVR, uh, Jimmy, Jim, uh, uh, what normally are you doing in July? And uh, you know, if you weren't uh, obviously preparing for the playoffs. Yeah, you know, usually in July, uh, that's that's kind of a month where I'm pretty much in general, like going to weddings or uh, at my place in Minnesota on the lake a bunch. 
um, stuff like that. My brother actually was supposed to get married. Um, I think maybe is it was it this it's this this Saturday. I think it would have been, but they had to push that back. So obviously, again, I'm sure like lots of other people had to kind of adjust their plans on the fly. But uh, but no, uh, certainly a little bit different. Uh, and preparing um, as, as far as, or not even preparing, but being in the mix for uh, playing some hockey. But uh, this is, again, this is a unique opportunity for us, too. And, uh, um, again, I think we, we have a, as good a team as anyone and a good chance to really make some noise here. So we really want to make sure we're taking uh, full advantage of that. So, obviously, again, it's going to be different uh, circumstances than what it usually would be. And, uh, yeah, we're trying to embrace that and, uh, again, make the best of it and, just to see what we can do. Right. You know what, though? It's different circumstances for everybody involved, right? So, like, it's not like you guys have been off for three months, but the Rangers have been playing this whole time or whatever. Everybody's going into this with basically the same uh, perspective and, and the same approach. And it's kind of like the beginning of the season, but it's the beginning of the season where you're diving right into the playoffs. And I've read over and over, James, that um, for whatever reason, this team, this, this Flyers team, really seems to have incredible chemistry. Would you agree with that? No, definitely. I think there's uh, such a, uh, a great dynamic on the team, and it's again, it's one of those things too. Where um, when you get into when you're when you're on the road or whatever, and in, in normal times, obviously, we'll be in the bubble uh, when we're when we're up in Toronto, and there won't be many of these options or choices to make. But in, in a normal circumstance, it's one of those things where anytime we get to a road city or something like you, like it's not very clicky. So like basically, you can go like anybody goes for dinner with anybody. It's not really like the same three guys are always going or whatever it is. So, so that's, uh, that's been a cool thing. That doesn't happen on every team. So, uh, so we're lucky to have something like that. So we have just a great mix, a great uh, dynamic with our group. And what a unique scenario with this, because <clears throat> this could be anybody's cup. This could be anybody, no matter who's on the team, no matter how they were performing before, yeah. because, yeah. um, you know, teams can get hot. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, at, at the blues and the way when they won and they were the worst team in the league and they, they clicked, it came together and they won it. Um, and so that has got to present, um, you know, a unique scenario, I think, for every single team involved because you haven't, you know, it, it, it's like a whole new season starting over, only we're getting right into yeah. it. So uh, does it feel completely different than, I mean, it's got to feel different in many ways, but but leading into a playoff run, uh, hopefully, uh, because I think there's going to be a round-robin uh, tournament yeah. first to determine seeding, and then, then you do the, the, the playoffs. So wh- where where's your head as far as, you know, your guys' chances? Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's going to be one of those things too. Uh, like we've, everyone always talks about the NHL and the parity in the league and how close teams are. So now again, we have eight extra teams uh, that are in the mix for uh, for competing uh, for the cup that maybe wouldn't necessarily be there in a normal uh, situation. So that adds another wrinkle to to all this. And uh, again, obviously, we had that uh, all the time off and stuff like that. So again, trying to find that. Uh, um, find that kind of that magic or whatever teams are looking to find that again and just get on a roll and, and see what they can do. But uh, again, I think again, it's pretty, pretty wide open. And in, in uh, that sense, we want to, again, make sure we're doing what we can do to, to make the process for us getting up to speed and getting back to where we were as uh, seamless as possible. And uh, I think again, the, the coaching staff and AV have done a great job um, with kind of their plan for us. And uh, they're, they're going to really have us peaking at the right time. So I, we've got all the confidence in them and, uh, kind of the plan they put in place for us to, to be prepared to play. Hey, um, I, I wanted to ask what it was like uh, skating with a mask on because you guys, uh, I'd, I'd heard you had, had practice and, and uh, the first part of it went with uh, with everybody leaving the masks on. How did that uh, affect 
uh, your abilities. For which part? Oh, so this would have been before, but yeah, now in training camp, we don't have to do that. You don't have to. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because yeah, so I, I know that now. martial arts, that would be weird. Yeah. like mixed martial arts trainers sometimes will actually train with a um, a, a snorkel yeah. or something like that in on case- two. To it, no, to uh, to inhibit their breathing a little Interesting. bit. Interesting. To get them used to uh, being able to, uh, you know, ha- have that ability with a little less oxygen coming in, and then it kind of helps in their training. I don't know if that, <laughs> if that. Had no, crossed. there's yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point because I think again, there's they have some stuff like that too. There's these training maps you can get to kind of okay. stimulate uh, being at a higher altitude and kind of getting less air to breathe and making it a little more challenging. So you have to focus on. On other things, but uh, no, thankfully we were able to just be out there uh, just pretty much normally. Now, okay. I, I know that the goalies have had to switch to cloth masks, uh, which is, <laughs> to me seems more of a risk. <laughs> James, you uh, you mentioned the coaching staff and and AV and Alain Vigneault was named uh, as a Jack Adams finalist yesterday, a uh, coach of the year for the NHL. Uh, this is kind of an open-ended question, but... What do you think makes him such a great coach, such an effective coach? We got to know him a little bit at, at Camp Out for Hunger in December. He just seems like an awesome guy, and he's he's coached a lot of teams really well, taking a few teams to the finals. What do you like about um, about AV? Yeah, I think for me the, the biggest thing that stands out, and I kind of mentioned it a little bit before, but uh, just kind of um, just he's open to, to different things, and, and he lets people do their jobs. So, for example, like obviously a lot of the sports science stuff is relatively new. Uh, and the scope of uh, of all the data that that gets collected, and what to do with that, and the best way to approach things. And and again, obviously, he's a coach who's been around for a while, so a lot of times I feel like it can be harder for them to uh, to kind of adapt with that stuff. But he's jumped in kind of full, uh, uh, jumped in the deep end of all that stuff, and he loves it. And he uh, again, he's doing a great job with us now. And in a situation where again we've had this time off, and we're trying to peak at the right time and just the way he kind of again certain times knows when to push certain times knows when to pull back so um i think stuff like that goes a long way um uh with 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 that part and obviously again i think uh, just kind of is uh the confidence that he that we have in him because of stuff like that i think is is huge and um yeah i think obviously he's got that uh looking back on his career just that instant credibility that he brought uh to the locker room and guys were buying into to what he was wanting from us and uh yeah i think uh, again it's been a, a great fit so far and uh yeah we're we're uh, we're happy for him to get that uh to get kind of acknowledged like that uh and uh with with a league award but uh obviously there's uh, some bigger goals that all yeah. of us are uh, yeah. all chasing now and i'm sure he'll 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 say too like that's the thing that he's been around for a while and that's that's uh the one thing that uh the last kind of uh box he wants to check off is uh and chasing down the Stanley Cup, so uh, so yeah, hopefully we we can all uh, get that done. So there's going to be two hub cities. It's going to be uh, Toronto and Edmonton. You guys are going to be in uh, Toronto. Um, do you know what your limitations are going to be as far as it is it you know hotel or wherever you're staying, straight to practice facility, hotel straight to the game, hotel, and you can't go anywhere else? Have they given you guys information on what your you know freedom or lack thereof is going to be during uh, the remainder of the season? You know what? No, I haven't heard exact specifics on protocol and, and all that stuff and what's available to us. I know the hotel that we're staying at, there's it's uh, uh, there's lots of space around it and a few different other facilities. There's like the MLS team there; they have their facility right there. Um, the AHL team in Toronto, their facility is right there. So it's a big, almost like open. Um, 
sort of area there. So I think we're going to have access to all stuff like that. And then I don't know what, uh, what, uh, how the, how the other day to day stuff is going to look okay. like. I've right. heard like, like everyone else, uh, like for some of this, some of the hub cities we're talking about having maybe golf courses open at, on certain days for guys to be able to go golf or something like that, just to mm-hmm. give us uh, something to do. But I'm not sure uh, on some of those other specifics that they're going to have uh, ready, ready for us uh, right. when we get there. So as a viewer, uh, it just um, and I don't know if this is true for for players, but but you know, as a viewer, as the outsider looking in, when playoff hockey starts, it just seems faster. And 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 um, I wasn't sure if it, it seemed that way for you as well. And if that is the case, um, how close to playoff hockey are you guys looking right now? Yeah, you know that's the that's the that's the magic question right there. I think uh, again, it's going to be obviously. Uh, the, the things that always kind of stand out for me about when you play in the playoffs, it's always like, again, the, the atmosphere, there's just always a certain buzz uh, in, the, in the buildings and then uh, obviously the speed of the game. So uh, obviously now we're going to be in empty uh, arenas and uh, you're going to have to manufacture uh, some of that atmosphere to keep uh, to keep everyone kind of uh, in it and keep everyone jumping and on their toes and stuff like that. So I think that's something that teams will have to adjust to uh, pretty good but uh yeah i think again we i I think looking at our first couple practices here i think the the guys look pretty sharp so far obviously we still have some room to to be a little bit better and a little bit more prepared but uh, i think so far we're on the right track for that so hopefully uh when it comes down to it here in uh, early august when we start playing these games uh, we're ready to roll um, with the lack of, of crowd, there's you know be a couple interesting dynamics. I mean, it, it might seem like a, a flashback uh, for you guys, of maybe when you were playing when you were kids, when there weren't that many people you know in attendance, and and you might it might be a little nostalgic. And and also, I'm curious if if uh, the chatter will be a little bit more free flowing oh, yeah. because yeah. you'll be able to clearly hear each other even more. Yeah, no, for sure. That part's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm sure they got some stuff uh, lined up for the broadcast, and maybe have some people mic'd up and uh, and that sort of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's a little bit of, of a delay on that, or you might, or you might be getting some <laughs> bombs here and there. So hopefully, they have time to figure that out. But, uh, but no, I, I think again, uh, hopefully, they're uh, they're being creative with different kind of access and things to. To show people a little bit more behind the scenes in this sort of circumstance, and obviously, yeah. again, it's going to be something that hopefully never we never have to go through again as far as playing with uh, empty empty buildings like this. But uh, yeah, hopefully, they're able to kind of show the game in a little bit of a different light, and uh, and maybe give some, give people some uh, a different way to kind of see behind the scenes of uh, what's going on. Uh, speaking of behind the scenes, sorry to jump in here, no, Steve, no problem. but uh, at, at the last camp out for hunger, we went over to the uh, uh, to the arena, and we were. Uh, hanging out uh, behind the bench. And what I never knew, never knew until I was back there, is that you guys have monitors on the floor. Yeah. And I didn't know that that's what the coaches have been looking at. When there's replays going on, there are monitors. They've got them right on the blue lines. They've got them above the creases. And if you see the coach next time you're watching, that is game, cool. You see him looking down; they're looking at a monitor that's embedded in the floor. I just thought they were just interested. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, do you ever do you ever take a peek of those during the the game, James, or is that for the the coaching staff mainly? So that one is for for the coaches to tell if a play is offside by like uh, three eighths of an inch. Yeah, so they uh, they're usually looking at that for that when they're challenging. Uh, some of that stuff. Uh, we have those iPads on the bench too, so if you want to like take a look at a certain thing from the shift before that's kind of 
that's kind of nice to have. Or if you're on the power play and there's a certain thing you're looking at, you can see it in real time, which is nice to be able to make uh, make those uh, sorts of adjustments. So I think that only started maybe maybe three, four years ago, something like that. But that's definitely huge, uh, huge to have that back there now, and uh, we can definitely use it to your advantage. How excited will you be if you win the Stanley Cup? Going down Broad Street, seeing all those laptop computers lining the, uh, yeah, <laughs> all those Zoom conference calls going, and the yeah. cheers from the yeah. tiny speakers in those laptops as everyone cheers you on. Uh, it's going to be so exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> hey, um, one last bit of a uh, good news that's bigger than hockey. Uh, Oscar Lindblom was able to ring the bell. He apparently is is one hundred percent cancer free, which is uh, incredible and amazing, and to see the support from the league and the team uh was really really heartwarming have you had a chance to chat with him at all james yeah yeah i've got a chance to chat with him a couple times uh got a chance to text them obviously a bunch throughout uh throughout the process and uh, it was pretty amazing just his uh temperament and his mindset um going through uh just this whole process i mean uh just never complained just always kind of had a great outlook on uh, on things and on life. I think he's always kind of been like that too. Just uh just kind of a just a great person to always be around. So uh so yeah to see him go in there and then ring that bell like that, that was uh pretty uh pretty incredible moment. It's phenomenal. So, uh, it's it's yeah. it's so cool and, and you, you can you can tell what he's made of. Yeah, I get goosebumps yeah. watching it now. I mean, it's just it's it's just so yeah. incredible. And then then like he's leaving this this ward, and he has a present for the staff that that are t- have been taking care of him the whole time. You know, he just seems like a, a, yeah. a great kid. No, he is. He's got a great a great kid, a great head on his shoulders, and uh, yeah, it was nice. We obviously saw him. Uh, I wasn't back in town yet, but saw those videos of him on the ice a couple times there too. So I know he's fired up to 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 try to start training again here, and uh, and then go from there. So. Uh, so yeah, no, it's uh, it was great, uh, great to see him uh, since since I've been back in town here, and um, yeah, now I know he's excited to kind of get get going with the uh, sort of next phases now and uh, start getting back to a normal life. So uh, so yeah, that's that's awesome, and uh, obviously we're so thrilled for him and happy uh, happy for him, and uh, yeah, it was, it was it was unbelievable. Like you guys said, seeing that video, you just get. Uh, kind of goosebumps watching it. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm 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 so I'm I'm happy for you guys that that they've figured out a way to to make the season happen. But I'm I'm happy for us too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. happy for us all us fans of of uh, Flyers and just hockey in general because it's going to be great. Crowd or no crowd, it's going to be cool to see you guys playing again. So the um, uh, exhibition game on the 28th, and then the uh, uh, the season, the remainder of the season. Uh, we'll start up on uh, August 2nd. So, cool, man. It is good to talk to you, James, Jimmy, Jim, Reamer, JVR. Dad. Dad. All those names. Bob Saget. Listen, no matter what people call you, we call you awesome. So, uh, but, listen, good luck with everything, man. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, okay? All righty. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, take care. James. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so, and, and you know what? I also wanted to point out too, that, uh, the, the, I love that the flyers have really embraced, uh, pride month, yeah. uh, and the LGBTQ community. And, and, uh, James was, uh, had participated in the, you can plays, uh, virtual pride day, uh, which was really cool. So, uh, they're, they're a good group of people, man. So love the flyers. Um, I know we got a couple of minutes here. I got this email. I thought was quite interesting. We had the conversation about, uh, the, Air conditioning crapping out uh, in my vehicle after oh, you know yeah. taking oh, a yeah. long drive. Eighteen hour round trip with no AC. I got a uh, I got an email from a gentleman who listens to us in Dubai. 
Dubai, which it, is in Kentucky. It, no, it's not in Kentucky. Oh. His name is <laughs> Noor Katawati Esquire, uh-huh. and he and he's actually emailed him before uh, Temple University, Beasley School of Law, 2014, Villanova University, 2011. He said, uh, "Hey, I listen to your podcast from Dubai." And I've never felt heat so intense in my life. Recently, our AC broke, and because of COVID, getting it fixed, two weeks. He said, to give you an idea of the heat, at 5 a.m., before the sun is up, it's 95 degrees, but feels like it's 114. Oh, wow. And midday feels anywhere from 120 to 135. But it's a dry heat, guys. It's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. And so is your oven. Yeah, I love that Did you get, I sent you over an article about a record. That was going to be my uh, my segue into this. Yes, so Death Valley uh, hit a record. Or at least they'd say it's not the all-time record, but it's... um, the highest temperature anywhere on Earth since 2017, uh, and it did 128 degrees. That's not that's legitimate temperature. That's not yeah. with the you know humidity factored in. That's just that's not the real feel. Yeah, that's it's 128, 128, but it's gonna feel yeah like 132. Uh, the official weather station in the area recorded 128 degrees, although a photo taken at the Apple named Furnace Creek Visitor Center was 129. I was supposed to go there this year I was for our spring vacation, and uh, and it's okay that that didn't happen. You know, we're scheduled to go another time. Uh, I, and I, I would like to make it to all the national parks in the system at some point in my life. Um, so I, I put Death Valley on the spring vacation uh, schedule this year. I don't know why anybody would ever go there in the summer. You know, like yeah. because uh, temperatures like this are aren't common, but they're not that uncommon. You people, know what I mean? People do go and people die. Yeah, uh, they, 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 do. they they think that they they're going to do it, and it's kind of like a fun thing. And let's see what what the story is. And uh, they get out there and they realize quickly that they're. Uh, so I've been out in that general area, and um, you know it is um, it's it's amazing. It's amazing how quickly you realize. You need to leave. (laughs) I was in Arizona and Utah and Nevada in like July, August. And I want to say the hottest, that's probably the hottest temperature I've ever actually felt myself. And it was probably in the neighborhood of 110 degrees or something like that. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, You flew in and out of Vegas, right? I flew in and out of Vegas. Vegas is routinely over 100. Yeah. You know, at this time of year. I was in Scottsdale one year and it was 150. 1213 oh yeah. well, last year when we flew in we flew into Vegas and then immediately I, I wanted to go see the Hoover Dam and walk across it and it was stifling but it was crazy when you walked into the shade you felt like yeah. it was yeah. it was a dry day yeah no but you walk in the shade you actually feel comfortable yeah. right yeah or more comfortable uh, the, the, right. the, the, the yeah. bitch of it is is that because of the way the uh, the topography is and the environment in general mm-hmm. at night it gets cool. It yeah. gets, can even get cold. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a 50-degree uh, temperature swing from daytime to nighttime. Yeah, yeah. Because of, of there's just no atmosphere. Wasn't there a guy for a while in Death Valley? I think it was Death Valley, and he would do, it was either, I don't know if they had like a 5K or, or whatever, well, but he was dressed as Darth Vader and do it. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? And the, the, so people that uh, flock to these extreme sports will go there because there's like a marathon that runs through it. There's actually a race from the highest point in the continental United States, which is Mount Whitney, to Death Valley. They're not that far apart. And, and oh. so Death Valley has the lowest point in the U.S. And, yeah. and then not that far away is Mount Whitney. So people will do a run from one to the other. And, like, 
God bless you for doing that, but that's just insane in my book, you know. But death is it. in the name. Yes, like, yeah, I, yes. I, like I wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't go to Diarrhea Beach. Yeah. Right, <laughs> it's called Death right? Valley. You just know it's gonna be unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it still holds the record. Menstrual Falls. No one goes. <laughs> it still holds the record for the hottest air temperature ever recorded, which was set in July of 1913. That was 134 degrees Fahrenheit. A uh, number of daily records in other high places were broken just this past Sunday, including an all-time high at uh, Borger, Texas, which is near Amarillo. That was 116 degrees. Daily records were set in Palm Springs, California at 121, 116 in Phoenix, 113 in Tucson, 110 in Roswell, 109 in Del Rio, Texas as well. Even more northerly states, including Wyoming and U- Wyoming and Utah, had towns hit triple digits above 100 degrees. The, 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 the whole Palm Springs thing cracks, cracks me up, Preston, because I've been out there a number of times. And in Palm Springs, like, it has sort of a sort of a retirement vibe yes. to it at some level. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. like, man, no. You don't want to be 75, 80 years old. Yeah. Uh, well, I, not in July, but I was there in October, and it was... Delightful. I mean, it was definitely yeah. you know warm. It was in the you know high eighties, low nineties, or whatever. But again, dry in the heat. low hundred and twenties. But it, it, you know, in the in the late afternoon and in the evening, I loved it. I yeah. love that temperature. When I went to when I did that um, b- uh, boat trip through the Grand Canyon, it was really hot at the bottom of the canyon, obviously. And at night, it got cooler. And what we made the mistake the first night of when we set up camp, me and, and my cousins, we. We set up our, our cots like right next to the canyon wall, and what we didn't know was that the canyon wall just uh, absorbs all that heat during the <laughs> and day, then lets it and, and then radiates it at night. I'm like, yeah. God damn it, it's hot! Like, <laughs> why is it? You know, I was just sweating. And then what we realized is, if you you know camp closer to the the water, yes. you know, it was as, as yeah. a cooling effect. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Hey guys, the water is cooler. Uh, <laughs> did you hear? Yeah. Hey, get out of the campfire and come over here. The lowest of the temperature Phoenix experience was uh, sweltering 93 degrees. Mm. Uh, And the record-breaking heat is being what's called uh, a heat dome, which is centered across the southwest of the United States. A heat dome. Yeah. Uh, The area stretches 1,700 miles from Southern California's deserts across to Panama City on the Florida Panhandle. And over 19 million Americans are under excessive heat warnings in the southwest alone along with parts of Texas and Louisiana. I love um, Nat Geo's number of specials. I think they had a series about animals that survive in the most extreme conditions <laughs> and that how they do it, it's just amazing. Yeah. Of yeah. course, you have to be, in many cases, a lizard to be able to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this means that uh, temperatures of more than 120 degrees in California and Arizona deserts on 110 degrees in the western parts of Texas over the coming weeks will not be uncommon. Uh, the heat dome, what that is, it sees sunny skies and dry air sinking through the atmosphere. And as it does so, it warms up and produces more heat. And the, over the next few days, the heat dome may start to weaken, but also begin to move northwards, firstly into the Mississippi Valley and then Yay. into the Ohio Valley and mid-Atlantic states. Cool. So that might hit us. <laughs> uh, what causes humidity? Moist- uh, moisture. Yeah, it's moisture in the air, but I don't know... 
What do you mean by what causes? I'm not sure. What causes air? Yeah. Uh, what co- well, there's enough space in between the uh, the molecules to allow water to work its way into it. So, like if in in a desert, for example, the air um, is literally tighter. So there's not as much room in in between molecules yeah. for for water to work its way in. Uh, and when you're in a place like Philadelphia, there's enough room in the air to have it expand and water molecules to work their way into the air molecules. There's a lot again? of damn room. Yeah. Okay. And by Man, the way, this desert is so tight. Uh, I've been reading that um, <laughs> Dubai is more humid than Philadelphia. So not only is Whoa. it 122 degrees there, it's no. also like uh, 60, 70 percent humidity it, in the summertime. It's wild that oh. when you have people who come and visit, and they, they so okay, this is. The Northeast, as you coming to Philadelphia, they uh, and I say be prepared because it is a humid mother yeah. effer here. It would get in Missouri, middle of the country. It would get it would get ridiculously humid, and I thought the same thing. Yeah, moving to Philadelphia. Oh, oh. don't have to deal it's with that. A little further north, yeah. be all right. Less humidity, mm. less heat. It's the exact same. Thing. Suck it. It's the same thing <laughs> yeah. here. Maybe not as often. Yeah, but we still we still get nasty humidity here, and everybody knows how bad that is. Uh, in fact, Kenny. Could tell you a little bit about it. He's on the line. Hi, Kenny. Good morning. Hey, good, uh, good Gadzooks. Good, good Gadzooks, Gadzooks to you, sir. <laughs> and may all your Gadzooks be happy. <laughs> so Gadzooks us everyone, yes. by the way. <laughs> so I'm a mascot with the Philadelphia Union and like a sidekick to the Fanatic with the Phillies. Ah. And so last year I had a mascot in the, in the heat advisory and wear a costume that doesn't allow any air through it or any moisture to escape from it that's 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 such a death sentence take the day off yeah you know not unless you're playing strokey the heat stroke right (laughs) uh so it was so sweltering hot i literally lost six pounds of sweat (gasps) just just from sweating out of me so going into it kenny you knew uh, all right this is going to be a day i'm going to weigh myself and you checked it i did Wow. So I mean, you you have to slam liquids, or else you're just going to pass out. I mean, you could you can you can literally have a heat stroke and place you in a very precarious situation. Yep. So all you can do is hydrate in advance. That's the only thing you can do because once you are thirsty, it's all, you're already screwed. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, hang in there, Kenny. Jesus. Hopefully, the heat don't won't hit you. <laughs> I um. And I've told you guys this before. My buddy Ben and I went to uh, Alabama for, to go on a golf trip. Yeah. In the dead of summer. Alabama's oppressively hot. And humid. And humid. And we were out one day, and it was the sun was just beating down. It was like 98 degrees and, and so on. And so I, dr- I had to have drank, and I've told you guys this before, at least I know it was over a gallon of water easily during our round of golf. It might have been like a gallon and a half. I did not pee yeah. one time. Yeah, crazy, not right? one time. You guys see me? I go to the bathroom yeah, two, yeah. three times in the morning here if I'm drinking, you your, know. Your uh, body's using it all. 30 ounces of water during the show. The mo- we talk about the, the hottest, the, the most humid I've ever felt was Louisiana. Okay. okay. I mean, the most yeah. humid by yeah. far. Yeah. And there's just a smell to, you know, that just, it's just like a moldy sort of, it's just horrible. Yeah. You're all horrible. <laughs> I was in Tunisia. That's the hottest I've ever been really? in my entire Tunisia. life in August. Okay. Oh, you Is wanted to visit honeymoon? where you were going to visit the site of the first Star Wars movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, yes. Somebody said cruise. I think I was on a cruise, and that was okay. one of the stops we went. Um, okay. Yeah. And it was so hot. Like, couldn't get out of there fast enough. Yeah, you didn't enjoy it. I mean, it, it was cool to see. I yeah. remember it. I have the pictures, but like what I remember most is how hot it was. Yeah. You went to the Tunisian Muscle Beach and worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the worst is when you when you go to hop in a pool, right, to to get cooled off. And this happened to me in Vegas. 
I was like, oh, it's so hot. I can't wait to jump into this pool and cool off in the pool. It's hot. It was just as hot as the as the air was. Yeah. And I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. This stinks. Yeah. This stinks. <laughs> Go to Tunisia, jump into the pool, swim in. It's hot as air. Stinks. You're better than that. <laughs> Uh, so hopefully now they are call, the, the, they are saying that you know it's going to be a warmer than average or the, the forecast is going to be a warmer than average summer. But we've gotten a pretty good way through it so far and haven't gotten nailed other than just a few days so far. So we'll see if that holds up. Been able to enjoy the pandemic. Yes, we have. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, uh, we should take a break because I do have some more bizarre file stories I want to share with you. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of JVR and the Flyers. Uh, they have a new playoff T-shirt. Uh, you may have seen the players wearing it, and it reads anytime, anywhere. And they are now available, along with a newly assembled lineup of playoff merch featuring the players' slogan, anytime, anywhere, at the Flyers' new Era Team Store. Era. Era. At Wells Fargo Center. And uh, now open Monday through Friday, 1 to 6 p.m. Or you can order online for curbside pickup or delivery at shop.wfcphilly.com. You want one of these shirts? Oh. I'll take caller number 14 and give you one. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Cage the elephant. Call me when you're ready to be real. Rival Sons. We move through the world like shooting stars across the sky. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. All right. I uh, got some more stories to share with you in the Bizarre Fire. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Fire. And it's brought to you by HERS. You can pick up specially marked bags of HERS today. I love HERS. For a chance to win $10,000 and take your summer to the next level. Full rules and details at summer.hers.com. HERS forever good. A Toronto woman says that she was left shocked and disgusted after she saw a cleaner at a grocery store spitting on a towel and then wiping down the grocery baskets with it. No. They're trying to make sure it's clean. Uh, the incident was recorded at a Freshco location. Uh, in the video, a cleaner is seen using a small white towel to wipe down baskets, and at one point he appears to spit into the towel and continues wiping down the baskets. It's okay. I eat Tide Pods. Uh, this is according to Marta Casimiro. She said, I was in shock. I feel sick. She's the one who recorded the video. <laughs> she adds that the cleaner continued. On to wipe down grocery carts with the same towel as well. She first began recording because she noticed the baskets weren't very, were that they actually were very dirty when she entered the store. She intended to show the manager that the cleaner was not doing a good job of wiping them down when she coincidentally caught what she calls the unacceptable act on video. Why would you think that that was in any way antiseptic? A manager was unavailable on the day of the, the incident occurred, so she called back the following morning and was subjected to, quote, very bad customer service from the franchise manager. You're stupid. Uh, she had stated, uh, he said he didn't want to see the video, he didn't believe me, and he treated us very badly. Uh, Marta said she contacted management at a higher level, uh, but did not hear back for a few days. On Wednesday, her husband received a call saying that the cleaner has been suspended. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a horrible story. Very, very tragic. A driver deliberately crashed a bus full of passengers into a reservoir a reservoir oh in God. southwestern China hours after discovering his house had been demolished. 
21 people died uh. and 15 were injured when the bus swerved across five lanes, smashed to a guardrail, and partially sank. So he learned that his house had been demolished while he was driving? It's a weird story. So, no, not, I, don't, I don't know if it happened if he learned about it when he was driving. I think this was his intention after. Oh, my God. So he, oh, oh, wow. So just, he, he picked these people and yeah. said, I'm going to kill them. Horrible. The driver, whose surname is Zhang, was among those killed. Zhang was, um, uh, and uh, this is according to the uh, the police statement, said he was unsatisfied with his life and with the de- demolition of his rented public house. In order to get noticed, he committed an extreme criminal act. Zhang normally began his shift at noon, but on July 7th, he asked another driver if he could start earlier. Just after 9, he bought a bottle of Baijiu, which is a strong Chinese alcohol, before pouring it into a plastic beverage container. Hours later, just before the crash, Zhang sent his girlfriend a voice message on WeChat expressing world-weary feelings. Shortly before he drove the bus into the reservoir, he was seen drinking from a plastic beverage bottle in the driver's seat. He had been given the rental property, apparently, when he worked at a diesel engine factory. He hadn't lived there for for some time, uh, but he had known the house was marked for demolition as part of a, quote, shantytown reconstruction project. He had applied for compensation and new housing, but... When he was offered $10,000 for losing the house, he didn't claim it and was turned down for a new accommodation. On the day of the crash, he had found out that the house had been demolished, leaving the home, leaving him homeless. But he decided to kill 20 other people along with him. That's just insane. A woman told sheriff's deputies that she forgot that a uh, drug pipe was in her butt when they uh, found her. An x-ray had uh, determined that it was huh. indeed there. Is that drug pipe still up my ass? I was mm-hmm. looking for that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'd forget my head if it wasn't on tight. Uh, the case <laughs> of the 34-year-old lady with an apparent crack pipe sequestered in her hindquarters happened June 12th. Investigators went to uh, the jail after a report of a possible impaired Edna, driver. you know the crack pipe? It was in my ass. <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. I'm <laughs> Sorry for having everyone search. <laughs> a woman was slouched over a steering wheel of a Toyota, her foot on the brake, and uh, the vehicle in drive. One person said the vehicle was there for about 20 minutes. Uh, the woman said that she was tired and hadn't been getting much sleep. After participating in a field sobriety exercise, the woman was arrested on a DUI charge. Investigators found what they said were items consistent with smoking drugs in her vehicle. The woman was taken to jail where an X-ray showed a foreign object in her groin area. Strip search revealed a charred cylindrical object or pipe with filter material inside of it. Uh, the woman told the deputy she forgot about the pipe. She forgot it was there. I guess that's where the tactical shovel is, too. Uh, in addition to the DUI charge, she was also arrested on possession of drug paraphernalia and introducing contraband into a detention facility. It's embarrassing sometimes when you forget the things you've shoved in your ass. It's You just you never yeah. like to admit it. Uh, let's see. How about um, this story? A man has been left stunned after he discovered an entire house that was concealed in his attic that he never knew about. The unidentified... He had just never gone in his attic. Okay. The unidentified property owner shared photos of the intact dwelling to Reddit on Monday showing uh, after he made the bizarre discovery. The man who goes by the Welcome, username... neighbor. Mr. Grip. There was nobody living in oh, there. Oh, okay. Uh, but he did not reveal the location of his home but said that he had no idea what was concealed in his attic until he entered through a manhole. Uh, photos shared to the social media site showed that the home lodged in the roof complete with a bathroom, floral wallpaper, and fully functioning windows. Uh, he had <gasps> posted an exterior picture of his property so the Reddit users could come to understand how a home uh, could fit in his attic. Uh, but he went on to explain that the original building on the property was two stories tall. The lower floor operated as a shop. 
and the store owners occupied the above level. The structure was later converted into a church, during which time builders decided to leave the second story intact and simply build around it. So when he they bought it, sealed it with uh, by with using insulation bats, and they went on to add a large extension to the ground floor. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So when he bought it, the house was that way. He just he yeah. just had never gone into that area. I guess he never looked up there. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so he said, your attic, uh, according to one poster they wrote, your attic looks like the beginning of a horror movie. Or uh, Another one wrote, you're going to Narnia. Uh, so the exterior photo of the property gives no indication as to what could be lodged in his roof. And the unusual discovery is intrigued and terrified Reddit users in equal measure. I have a weird recurring dream where there's an entire wing of my house that I've never been to. And it, it, this dream has happened to me a dozen times, maybe more. And it's I, I, I there's this part of the house. That I've never visited, and I don't know why, and that dream happens to me quite Maybe high. that's where you keep the Pearl Jam cassettes that Preston was looking for in his dream. <laughs> I had a dream last night. Nick was in it. That, and it's it's a typical, you know, job dream where things don't go right at work. And we were we were not here, but in a radio studio, and we were supposed to interview Eddie Vedder. It was just me and Nick. And so I got Eddie Vedder on the phone, and I'm talking to him, but we couldn't. Uh, we couldn't do the interview until we had some Pearl Jam music to play. So Nick went into a production studio next door, and apparently all we had were cassette tapes. And so he's digging through, and he's trying to find some Pearl Jam music, because I wasn't going to do it without interviewing, without uh, introducing him with some Pearl Jam music. And we only had like 10 minutes with him. And so I'm spending this time, and I realized I don't know what to talk to Eddie Vedder about that wouldn't be a part of the interview. So, right. so we talked about cooking. Oh, well. mm-hmm. He likes to cook. Yeah, I guess. This chick that hidden wing in his house. Yeah. Uh, so it was just a bizarre dream, you know, that I had. And Eddie Vedder and Nick. And maybe sometime I'll, I'll visit your wing in my dream. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. And we'll do the lesson question from today. Give away something for those who have been paying attention. And uh, Trash and Music News coming up, too. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's been absolutely pleasant the last few days. We actually ate dinner on our roof last night. The roof really? Of our house, yes. And you excellent. have a cathedral roof. Uh, no. <laughs> No, we did. We have got. We got a roof that we can actually get out to if we crawl out one of the bedroom windows. I always wanted one of those rooms. And so we, uh, so we went out, and it was really pleasant, nice little breeze, and we had dinner out there as a family. It was cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I like something that. Something different to do. Yeah. My friend just bought a new house, and her five-year-old. They have a, a similar to that, Preston, and uh, they found their five-year-old on the roof the other day. <gasps> five-year-old. Five. Yeah. We, we would he start... watched her. She was cleaning the windows, and he watched her take the screen out and, like, push the two little ends yeah. in. Yeah, 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 And yeah. so he figured out how to do it. So he actually went up there and took the screen out, crawled outside, and went on the roof. And Whoops. the neighbor called her and was like, uh, by the way, your son's on the roof. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I always out. loved the roof as a kid. So yeah. actually, in, in our house right now, you can walk out from my wife's bathroom. There's a, a full, like, stand-up size window you could walk right out to on a, it's a semicircular, it's made of stone. You've seen that part of my house. It looks like, you know, yeah. stone. And it, it's up there. And it, it is, I don't know. What, there. It just draws you to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a different perspective. It's like yeah. uh, Dead Poet Society. Sometimes you got to take a different <laughs> view. Yeah, right. You know, different when, perspective. Uh, when he was three or four, my youngest brother, Josh, this was February, uh, crawled out the bathroom window at our house in Paoli out onto the roof because it was a roof, it was a flat roof above the uh, the kitchen. And my mom caught him doing that. And he's sitting out there and she's yelling, Josh, what are you doing? He's like, it's all right, Mom, I'm not cold. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. <laughs> 
Well, maybe we can have a discussion about all this at another time. In the meantime, we're going to do today's lesson question. I don't have the questions, by the way, Nick. So. You know what? Uh, that's because I didn't print them. Ah, that's okay. I'll let you uh, pose the question. By the way, we're going to give away a 24-karat gold dip rose from Stephen Singer Jewelers. What's the question we're going with today? I'm sorry, Kathy. Who is the official endorser of the sex piddle pad? Oh, my God. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. He's the official endorser of the Sex Piddle Pad. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you were listening and know the answer. While we're waiting for that call, we're going to do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Horizon. Uh, Serious July Heat calls Horizon Services. Uh, Best AC tune-up deal. Tune up your air conditioner for just $59 and get up to a pound refrigerant for free. Visit horizonservices.com. We, we hired Tonto as a salesman. <laughs> I guess so. They fixed yeah, yeah. it. So uh, what's going on, Steve? Uh, Nick Cannon posting another lengthy Facebook message after he was fired by Viacom CBS for failing to apologize over a series of anti-Semitic comments. Wrote Cannon, quote, We are in a time of great tension between white and black, Gentile and Jew, but we should all stand together against the Scottish. Oh, my God. Rumors are flying that Kris Jenner and her boyfriend, Corey Gamble, are preparing for a televised wedding sometime later this year. Jenner says marrying Gamble would mean a thing if she couldn't whore it out for money. And finally, 54-year-old boxing legend Mike Tyson joining the Discovery Channel Shark Week for a special called Tyson vs. Jaws, Rumble on the Reef. Tyson reportedly faces greatest competition when he goes head-to-head with a Mako shark to see which is better at reading comprehension. (laughs) (laughs) That's Hollywood trash. All righty. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, Who is the endorser of the... the sex piddle pad. Sex piddle pad. Uh, I will go to Carrie for the answer. Carrie, good morning. Did we just become best friends? We did! Yeah. All right, Carrie, what is, uh, who's the endorser of the sex piddle pad? Uh, I think it's Kathy's mom. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, Carrie. <laughs> we are going to give you a 24-karat gold dip rose from Stephen Singer Jewelers. Stephen Singer Jewelers showroom at the other corner of 8th Mall. That is now open for appointments only. And you can go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. Let's get into music news. No. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. And it's brought to you by HERS. Pick up specially marked bags of HERS today for a chance to win $10,000 and take your summer to the next level. Uh, Full rules and details at summer.hers.com. HERS forever good. Uh, About this, uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. When it comes to outrageous autograph requests... The band asking Alexandria might have the best story. Band member Ben Bruce responded to a fan-submitted question during an interview yesterday about the weirdest thing a fan has given them. He said someone did present their penis to sign and rather comically handed us one of those mini Sharpies to sign it with. Uh, And we couldn't have done that today, he said. Uh, for frontman Danny Warsnip, he, it was when a fan pulled out a knife and he said, ask me to carve my name in it. Oh. oh. So we, we've had our share, a case. I signed a nutsack. Yep. You signed a nutsack? He did. Yeah, did. The guy said, do sign my ballsack. And I was like, okay. And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have to do this now. I'm like, yes, you do. Yep. Why not? 
Uh, Metallica is releasing their Metallica in San Francisco Symphony SNM 2 album next month. The album documents last year's shows that the group played with the orchestra in September. It will arrive in 11 different configurations, including Blu-ray, vinyl, and packages. It contained both audio and video footage of the event. The album comes 20 years after the band's first concerts with the Symphony in 1999 at the Berkeley Community Theater. Uh, the late composer-arranger Michael Kamen had conducted them. The band requested that the orchestra's music director, Michael Tilson Thomas, uh, help to bring Kamen's vision to fruition. Uh, Metallica affiliate Greg Feidelman told Billboard, Honoring Michael was always a guiding light as we put things together. And we wanted to revisit his idea and take it to another level. Uh, so the album is due out August 28th, and we played uh, all of my from all of my hands uh, yesterday. And everyone agreed it was the greatest thing they've ever heard. I liked it, but I thought it, was, yeah. it sort of split. All this stuff splits people. You know, if you're a, if you're a hardcore fan of Metallica, it may not be what you're used to. Nick, you mentioned this yesterday, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up in full here in the music news. Wolfgang Van Halen. Uh, who's been working on a solo album the past few years, took time out to answer a fan's question on Instagram. Uh, he had first performed live with Van Halen, just to remind you, on the band's 2007 World Tour, which also marked the return of David Lee Roth. He made his recording debut with the band's 2012 album, A Different Kind of Truth. Uh, Wolfgang has also toured as a member of Alter Bridge, and um, that was in 2015, I believe. So now, the now 29-year-old Van Halen bassist wrote, uh, I answered a question in my story about uh, whether or not I view my father's legacy reputation as a gift or a curse. And this is what I said. And judging by the response, uh, the answers seem to resonate with many. So I figured I'd make it a post. So thanks for being cool, y'all. Excited to get this music out. So his Instagram post reads, be, and answering the question about his father being, uh, you know... a Blessing or a curse. Uh, yeah, uh, his legacy and reputation. He said, being who I am, I think uh, people at least will be interested in what my work will sound like, which is nice. But on the other hand, if it's not exactly what they want to hear, or if I do not sound Van Halen-y enough for them, they'll hate me and won't give me the time of day. I'm fully prepared for a wave of hate when my music releases because it won't be what people think it'll be. I'm not trying to be my father. I'm trying to be me. Mm -hmm. well, I thought that was well put. So that's where he sits. And if you know that and can make peace with that, yeah. then it sounds like he has. But I like how he admits he said, yeah. you know, he said, think people will probably be interested, you know, because he's my dad. Yeah. And, and what's it, what's it going to sound right. like? He said, which is nice. But he's being himself. He's writing what is in his heart. Uh, back on July 7th, Will Kang spoke about the new album, tweeting, I'm working on it. The state of the world has really thrown a wrench into how I see this releasing, uh, given the no touring is able to happen. Until this all blows over, he said, but I have a few ideas that I'm really excited about, so stay tuned. So that will be coming out. Stone Sour has released another demo from the Bolts. The bonus track, Anna, was posted to YouTube on Wednesday. Uh, guitarist Josh Rand wrote in the caption, uh, this is the last of the three songs that Roy had. The track ended up on the special edition for... This one is called Anna. Oh. Annabelle. Audio secrecy. <laughs> <laughs> the this, version has, this song is called Annabelle. Annabelle. Has different lyrics than the audio secrecy version. It just cracks us up. <laughs> and probably just us. Annabelle. <laughs> All right. And then uh, one last story, and it's a sad note. Uh, but uh, Melissa Etheridge, who really don't play here on MMR, but no. I consider a part of the, of the rock world. I, one of the best concerts I ever saw was Melissa Etheridge with Bruce Hornsby. Oh, she's, she's great. Yeah. 
Uh, she appeared on uh, Good Morning America to talk about uh, how she's dealing in the recent death of her son. Uh, Etheridge's 21-year-old son, Beckett Seifert, died in May of a drug overdose. Uh, she updated the public on how she's been holding up over the past month and a half. She said, time does heal. Uh, it's only been a couple of months, but I've been busy and I've made myself busy. Uh, you go one day at a time and you get through the grief that you get through the healing. Uh, and uh, we have the Etheridge Foundation, which I'm very intense about, raising funds for research into what we can do about this disease. And she spoke frankly about how opioids came in to ensnare his life. Uh, she said he loved to snowboard, and that's where he broke his ankle, <sighs> and that's where he started the whole downward spiral of this you know, painkiller. It's the same. T- Tony Luke has the same story with his son who yes. had, had yep. an, a, a, a yes. physical injury, got on these things, got addicted, and, and that was that. It happens... Way too often. Yeah. She said, uh, you do everything you can because you're a parent. Uh, You know, you think, what could I have done? Could I have done any more? And there has to be a place where you think, of course I did everything I could. I loved him. I loved him. I loved him. And there's just a place where you have to start loving yourself. So that's what she had to share about that. I Mm. thought that was pretty um, um, pretty interesting and um, profound. Very good words, yeah. All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap this whole thing up. But not before we get you the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and see what Pierre's got going on. So that is when we return. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. I would like to thank Mr. James Van Reemsdyk or yes. Jimmy Van Reemsdyk or Jim Van Reemsdyk or the Reamer. Yeah, we went through wow, we went good. through a whole host of names uh, with him. He was great. It was awesome to talk to him. You can tell he's excited about playing hockey, and uh, it'll be nice to see those guys uh, playing again. He's a new daddy and everything, so we had a we had a great conversation with him. So always nice to talk to J V R, and it's always nice to talk to Pierre Robert. Yeah. Who is here this morning? Yo, yo, yo buddy, bro. how you be? Good. How the last twenty four hours treated you? Uh, I, I, I'm just trying to keep my droplets in. Your droplets, keep <laughs> yeah. them in, please. Stop do. spraying them yeah. around. Exactly. <laughs> Hurling your droplets all over the place. Stop spraying. You're not a young man anymore. You're exactly <laughs> your right. Droplets. Right. Keep those droplets. Hey, what are you? What are you doing lately? Like now that there's no concerts, there's yeah. like, what have you been doing? We were just talking about that last week. Uh, you got free time. Yeah, I. You're organizing, right? You're getting well, it all together. Yeah, and... I've been trying to do that, but I haven't made much progress. Uh, on Fridays, I, I'm invited to Zoom Bingo. Oh wow! Yeah, so rock and roll. It, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, it's pretty edgy. Uh, you know, you do a line of coke and then you, <laughs> and then you draw a number. And you draw, you draw a number. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't do that. Uh, that was that was a uh, that was a warning. That's the old yeah. That's that, a different time. I don't. No, I don't. I really never did much of that. But that was a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I'm not doing much. I have a. I've had two dine outs. One about a month ago uh, when they first started opening. On Rittenau Square uh, with some friends, or you know, th- just yeah. three of us, and that was great. And then I had one at this place out here uh, called Savona, 
and they put this giant wedding oh, yeah. tent out in their parking lot. I live near there. I've never been, though. It's nice. It's really great. Okay. So, some and, places have really accommodated, like if you go down, some places have actually, they've allowed them to go into the street a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and uh, honestly, if you can, support those places. Well, yeah. This, yeah. Is a, a, this building was Aaron Burr from the Revolutionary War. It was his home. Um, but uh, but it's been a restaurant for a long time. But that what they did in their back parking lot is they constructed a giant wedding tent. Yeah. Uh, with this um, base, and it's really quite lovely. And everybody's far away, uh, and they have fans in it and everything. So there are, are places now. But with the are we restricted again? Have we been pulled back in again? Or a little bit in a this bit. in the city proper. Well, no, the the governor announced State. last night that um, they're reducing the restaurants to 25% indoor. They were at 50, but they, they're pulling it back a little bit. Okay. Yep. So there's some indoor dining, but still mostly right. outdoor. Right, okay. and and alcohol, if you're going to have alcohol, you, you can't just go into a bar and get booze. You have to be eating, and you can have booze. So there's there's some little things that they're they're adding to that. Well, can you, um, because for a while, which was made it a little bit like New Orleans, you could go up to a bar and get booze to go. I you think can you can still, still do that. Do that. You yeah. can still get the booze to go. Yeah. But you don't have to enjoy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, right. I yeah. was, uh, after that same dinner with some friends of mine, I just, I, I took a long stroll down Walnut Street. I hadn't seen some of the the, the damaged buildings and I, you know, and I was Let's go look at the damage. <laughs> well, I sort of, you know, yeah. was curious how that was and then I crossed broad and I kept going and there are a bunch of taverns that have outdoor things <laughs> and I went into one and I said, how does this work? She said, what do you want? And I go, like a margarita. And I came out with this giant plastic <laughs> thing of margarita. You know, what, which, I'm, which I'm curious about because, I, you know, there, there are open container laws. There yeah, are you're not certain supposed, areas. It has to be sealed. So that, so if you get if you get alcohol to go, it has to be sealed. Did it have a top on it, Pierre? Yeah. yeah. Until you take it home? Right. That's well, I was he was walking well, all right, over town with it. And in I, fact, if you're going to do all this crap, <laughs> may I suggest you let people walk along and drink their goddamn drinks? I have a feeling they're probably Kathy going to be a little lenient. Right? On they, that. I don't think you're supposed to. But um, look yeah. at this garden. Yeah. Now, this is this window <laughs> box. I ain't going to take a picture oh, of this. Oh, me! I'm on the radio. And, <laughs> oh, I have to pee. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough thing about when you're when you're out walking around boozing. You can't, you can't find a place to pee. Yeah, I think pee. they just don't want you to to gather and linger. So, like ordering a drink right. at a bar and standing at the bar drinking it right next to somebody else. Like that's so walk the reason and for drink. the yeah okay. that's go and take it out. And then if you have to pee, pee piss on the uncollected garbage. Right. Exactly. Okay. Right. It's never it been a better anyway. time. Yeah, you know when I need solutions, that's why I turn to you. Steve. Yes, all right. Just the mountains of uncollected garbage. Piss on those. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we've solved all our problems. There we go. Right. We still got one problem. I'll, I'll handle any case you need to if you get called before a judge. Thank you. Thank you. You're we still honored. have one problem. Uh, we need I, a letter, sir. I yes. Okay. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. L as in letter. All right, we have an L, and we only have one more to go. That comes up tomorrow, and we'll have a chance to win a Pie Zeke round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block. Landis Block, start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery online, and you can see that at LandisBC.com. So uh, what's in store for today, sir? Well, we've got some birthdays. 
Um, and one of them is uh, Ed Kowalczyk of Live. So we're going to do Workforce Block. We're going to get into a block of the Gin Blossoms. They're really fun. Mm. they got some great upbeat songs. And there's another birthday, uh, a fellow drummer, uh, and he is 68 years of age today. And do we have the little yes, clip? We do. Um, Good morning, Preston. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> Stuart Copeland Stuart of Copeland. the police. The so we'll great of the police. Excellent. Good morning, Preston. You can kiss my ass. Love that. Thank <laughs> you for getting that for me. It's my me. honor and great pleasure. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to say thank you to our sponsors. Preston Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. Also, hers, the official chip of taking your summer to the next level. And finally, uh, from Hyundai City Park, shop this uh, the summer drive sales event for sizzling hot discounts only at HyundaiCity.com. Uh, tomorrow on the show, as we wrap up the week and give away our Word of the Week prize and everything, uh, we have a, uh, a last-minute addition to the guest list, and that is Mr. Vernon Reed. Guitarist wow. of Living Color. Yeah, nice. yeah. He, he had a uh, a post about MMR on uh, Twitter. I think it was. Yep. Uh, the other day, it was just uh, it was out of the blue, and somebody here saw it. it Might have been Marissa. I'm not sure. And, and I was like, well, you know what? Let's get him on. So we absolutely will. And he was talking about how MMR is integral in getting their career going. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we'll have him on and uh, get into some other stuff. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. The Preston and Steve love you. Line. I hate the medical profession. You go do stuff. They tell you you're all paid up, and a month later you get a bill in, in the mail. That's it's just wrong. Next message. I comment on Casey Boy's little story about his toilet issue. Merry Christmas, fool! Ha ha ha! Next message. Man, I just heard that guy screaming about the traffic when they had three months to complete it. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.